Give me a go, no go for launch. Just when you think you're out, they pull you back in. I was gonna say something that was not true. I, I don't know why we do these. Let's make film history. We uh, go for launch. What are we doing again? The Golden Globes? What? what? Let's do are it. We on bar. that music hey, you know it's almost sideways welcome to episode 213 of the almost sideways podcast we are coming at you live on youtube as we are prepared to do our oscar preview episode and go through all the oscar uh categories talk about uh what we think will win what we think should win what we think should have been nominated or could have been nominated what it's our it's our shoulda woulda couldas that's what we call it and on top of that, we are going to also have our final reveal of our Almost Sideways Awards for the major categories. We uh, announced our nominees about uh, three weeks ago, I believe. And now we're going to pay that off. So we got a lot going on in this episode. It's going to be fun. I'm Terry. Uh, we've got Todd. We've got Zach. We've got Adam. How's it going, guys? Just happy to be here. Just happy to be here. It's going to be a good one. I feel like uh, Marilyn Lovell. I'll just be happy when this thing's over. I hate the Oscars. <laughs> the Almost Sideways Award Show. That's where it's at. Well, the, the Almost Sideways Awards. Now, that's another thing. And we can talk about some snubs. Maybe Todd Field being snubbed at the Almost Sideways Oscars, but not the actual Oscars, thanks to one of our members who apparently is not an Oscar expert, so I'm not sure why he's on this podcast, but <laughs> it, it's great to have full representation. Yeah. Hey, there we go. Girl's back. Let's go Mia Goth. She is nominated for the Almost Sideways Awards. We'll see how she did. Now, Pearl is approximately 110 years old, so she would be in the Oscar demographic of people that watch the Oscars. So I'm glad you're here, Pearl. I know you're a fan of Cimarron this year. Maybe it will win Best Picture. Oh man, Cimarron. <laughs> Todd, how's it going? Oh, it's going fabulous. <laughs> uh, well done, well done. I'm excited for for the uh, for the reveal of our winners to the Almost Sideways Awards, and we're not only going to reveal the winner, but we're going to reveal the full ranking one through six of how all of our nominees did. So we're That's we're not we're not hiding any Ooh. of this back. We're we're going to reveal it all. And you uh, should like so, call people out on their ballots. Call people out like how they voted. Like let's do it. Let's oh, do it. I mean, we could. I don't know if we'll necessarily go that far. Because uh, only one of us knows the those things. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm I'm the the keeper of all the stats. I did the tabulating this morning, so we'll see how it all turns out. Uh, we'll go really quick through uh, the tech categories, and then uh, spend a little more time on the major categories as we go through the Oscar preview. Uh, make sure you sign up for the Almost Sideways Oscar Challenge. It's the 15th annual Oscar Challenge. Predict the winners. See if you can best us. We're going to throw out what we think are the winners now, but those are subject to change on our official ballot when we finally come time for that. And also join us after the Oscars next week as we'll do our live reaction to the, uh, to the ceremony. Uh, first, before we get into anything oh, else... Link is to the Oscar challenge is in the uh, description box down below. There you go. The description. 
And there is an invitation to whoever wins to be on the podcast with us at some point. That's if true. you want to. Yes. We've never actually had someone take us up on the offer so, yet, but so Kyle Heck will be on then, right? I mean, he he has won like 10 of the 15 years, but he's never been on the podcast. Why isn't so. he he's the expert? He's the only one that knows this shit. I know. I know. Come on, I, know, Kyle. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, it's time to talk about what we are drinking today. A nominee. Uh, yeah, that we, it, nominated several not at spots, the Oscars. I believe. Not at the well. But no, I was talking the about the, Miles he's the best supporting actor. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right, Zach, what are you drinking? I'm drinking some nice, lukewarm tap water in my Starbucks cup. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Adam, what do you got? No, I love how we specified lukewarm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go Mariners. Spring training's here. I'm drinking a, a little uh, Jack and Coke today. So there we go. Ooh. Very nice, very nice. I got the Mariner shirt on. It, it, and I got a Papa Roach shirt that says Papa Bear on it. Are people like excited for the Kraken? Aren't they like good? They're, they're doing, doing well. Doing yeah, well. they're they're doing well. They're doing well. I, I've watched a few of the games. It's fun. I know of the games, yes. Todd, what are you drinking? Uh I'm drinking some bourbon. It's the red blooded bourbon aged four years, and it's it's pretty good. Haven't had wow. bourbon on the podcast in a while, except for on Thursday. Say, have, haven't had anything yeah. but wine on the podcast for a while. So, uh, so way you go, Todd. All right. I've got, this is the, uh, the beak breaker double IPA out of Pelican. You can see there it's a, it's a 9%. So this is, this is the good stuff here. This is a good stuff. So. 9%. Also, how many amount of viewers we get on this, these live shows? Hey, oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> 9% of our audience. I think we All should right. go through which one of the Oscar nominees is most likely to drink which beverage that we just introduced. Ooh. You know, like, don't you kind of think that Brandon Gleason is a bourbon drinker in Banshee's yeah. of Inishirin? Like, that would kind of make oh, sense. Oh, but he always just drinks a pint. A pint. Stephanie, Stephanie Sue probably drinking water, you know, as, as mm. an evil villain in the multiverse, you know. Who who would who would bust out the Jack and Coke though? Hmm. Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis. Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe she got she got in her fat suit. Who has the better fat suit, Jamie Lee Curtis or, or uh, Brandon Fraser? Oh, that's good. Another, these are the real debates that you're only getting on on the Almost Sideways podcast. Uh, yes, yes, I'm sure we'll get we'll get to that at some point. All right, let's start going going through these uh, Oscar categories like I said this is our our uh, woulda what is it shoulda coulda wouldas so we're gonna talk first who should win and we'll go we'll go around really quick say who should oh, win this one first okay who could have been nominated and then we'll end it with who we think will win so that's what we'll go through and like I said the tech categories we'll go through kind of quick uh, so uh, we're going to start with, I mean, this is kind of a tech category, not really, but we're going with it. We're starting with Best Animated Film. So the nominees for Best Animated Film are Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, The Sea Beast, and Turning Red. So we're going to go around really quick. Who should win? Zach. Uh, who should win of these nominees is probably Turning Red. Uh, I don't always go with the Pixar pick, but uh, it's a film that I thought was wonderful. And Domi Shi, as the first solo female director of a Pixar movie, is, is a really great story. 
Um, and in many ways, I think it has some similarities with the Best Picture frontrunner, and it's a better movie than the Best Picture frontrunner. So uh, that gets my vote. Ayo. So are we are we going through all of them or just? No, just we'll just do one at a, one at okay. a time, one at a time. So Adam, what uh, what should win? Uh, probably Puss in Boots too. The Last Wish, uh, critically mm. loved. I have this is the one that I have not seen yet, but just based off the animation alone, I've heard great great things about it. I think this one. Uh, they say that's better than Shrek, which is uh, the one that actually won in 2001. It was 2001, right? Yeah, first year. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go with Puss in Boots 2 or The Last Wish. Coming to uh, Peacock on Friday. Yep. Uh, uh, it'll be out right before the to. Oscars. Todd, what should win? Uh, well, I've only seen three of the nominees. I haven't seen Puss in Boots or the CB. So of the other ones, I guess I'd say Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, even though it's not necessarily my thing i i i probably like marcel the shell more but it's not animated so i'm not i would not say that that should win cbs is pretty good entertaining netflix well thanks to my kids i think this is the category i'm an expert in i'd seen all five of them leading into nominations uh and one of them made my top 10 and despite what todd just said i'm going with it marcel the shell issues on it's not animated it's stop motion. It's uh, it's as animated as the Lego movie was. It's as animated. Which wasn't as, nominated. Which wasn't animated. nominated. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> I'm going Marcel the Shell. Okay. All right. Fine. Zach, what could have been nominated? What could have been nominated? Uh, Apollo 10 and a half. Good call, Adam. Uh, I had that one down too, but I'm going to go with another film called Mad God. It's a nice little horror. Uh, visual effects artist made this film for like almost 15 years now and so it came out pretty dark pretty good uh yeah no talking so good mad god nice todd uh well i've <laughs> yeah i, I am per, pearl's mad at you for hating on marcel um pearl's no, i've only seen steamboat willie by the way for what she would say <laughs> <laughs> i've only seen two other uh animated movies one of was a politan and a half but i i also i also was a fan of lightyear I, I think that probably should have been nominated i was not a fan of lightyear i got a politan and a half that's my highest rated animated that was not uh that was not a nominee uh if i'm gonna go through and see if there were any others that popped up um yeah i can't really find sonic the hedgehog 2 is actually the next highest one that wasn't nominated that those are those are fun movies that's animated. Okay. What? The, it was oh, that's not, not animated. Year. Never mind. It was not a good year for <laughs> animated Batman movies. So like, that's why I couldn't go. Yeah, it was not a good year for animated Batman. Okay. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was not, not, was not animated. It, yeah. I know that. <laughs> well, um, yeah, he's just, he's just uh, naming off stuff that's not see, animated. I didn't Cocaine have anything else. Not, Cocaine Bear might as well oh, be. Oh, the bad guys. Answer, the know? bad guys <laughs> I I gave thumbs up to. Um, then right, right with Lightyear, I had luck in DC League of Super Pets. So all right, um, moving on. Yeah, moving on. All what right. will, win? will win. Let's go. What will win, Zach? Well, this this is the interesting question um, because I think there's no earthly reason to believe that Pinocchio won't win. It's won the BAFTA, won the Golden Globe, the PGA. I'm going to go with Marcelo Salvo's shoes on because I think the Oscars want to be trendy. I think they want a little bit of a surprise in a year that really isn't surprising in a lot of categories. And it's an A24 movie. I think they want to be a little bit different and cute, and they want to go with the different cute movies. So I'm going Marcel the show. Interesting. In an upset. Adam? Uh, yeah, that's a good call. I originally had Marcel, but it's not animated, so I'm going with Pinocchio. 
I agree. It shouldn't be. It's category fraud, which is not the only category fraud this year. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, they almost didn't. It's funny that Marcel counts, but they almost didn't want to count Apollo 10 and a half. Uh, Todd, what's going to win? Uh, there was a time, like right after nominations, I thought Marcel, the show is probably going to win uh, eventually, but Pinocchio has won everything, like every single award. So uh, there's no reason that it it's not winning. Yeah, it's Pinocchio. They love Guillermo. And I find it funny that I, I feel like having Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio win is like more a slap in the face at Robert Zemeckis's Pinocchio than rewarding Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio because that one was horrible. But uh, yeah. Okay. There we go. Done with animated film. Moving on. We're going to best international film next. So for best international film, the nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front from Germany, Argentina 1985 from Argentina, Close from Belgium, EO from Poland, and The Quiet Girl from Ireland. So we're going to go to Adam first on this one. Adam, what should win? Fun fact, The Quiet Girl and Avatar 2 are the only two films nominated that are not streaming anywhere. So anyway, All Quiet on the Western Front should win, by the way. Okay, Todd. Uh, I mean, I've only seen All Quiet on the Western Front of these five, so I, and it was in my top ten. So obviously, I would vote for that, having not seen the others. Yeah, and some of that on our part is just sheer laziness. I mean, Argentina ninth and Amazon. I mean, it's just kind of our uh, our laziness that's keeping it from uh, keeping us from watching it. Did I just cut out? Did you guys hear me? Yeah, you, you cut out a little bit, but we heard you. Sort of. Okay. All right. Anyways, uh, I'm going all quiet. It's going to win. This is one of the more slam dunk. It should win. It should win, and it will win. It's one of the more slam dunk ones of the whole uh, of the whole night. Zach? Yeah, I feel like we should say should and will win at the same time. I'm going to say uh, I've seen the most of these, I think, of anybody in this panel. Maybe not Kyle Heck, but uh, or Pearl. Pearl was a big fan of that uh, GW Paps Danish silent film uh, from the twenties. Okay, I'll stop those jokes. Uh, I lo- I've seen three of them: Close, EO, and All Quiet on the Western Front. I agree. There's a reason why All Quiet on the Western Front is represented at the Almost Sideways Awards because we all love it. Almost made all four of our top ten lists. I can't remember who 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 was the loser in that. That did was it Adam? Adam yep. with the to- missed on Todd Field, missed on All Quiet on the Western Front. Ah, just just failing. I'm this close to being kicked off. I go, go back to the B show. It's a group. Yeah. Anyway, the the I think the one. So this is what's interesting. Um, I don't really know if if I see two huge upsets in the way that I'm going to pick Marcel the shell. I really kind of love The Quiet Girl in this category because it has such a great Rotten Tomatoes rating and word of mouth. And I think All Quiet just doesn't have quite that Oscar love, even though it got a lot of nominations. I'm going to go All Quiet on the Western Front, but I'm going to hedge a little bit. I would not be shocked, and I would place a little bit of money on The Quiet Girl. But I think it ultimately will be All Quiet on the Western Front. Adam, what could have been nominated? Uh, I, I will not mention the movie that Todd will probably say, but I'm going to go with Our Father the Devil. It's uh, it's a, gr- a great little film that was nominated for the Spirit Awards for Best Feature there. So, really What cool. is it? Our Father the Devil. Father the Devil? It's a good revenge movie. Ooh. Yeah, it's a great movie. The, the, the Best Picture nominee at the Spirit Awards that no one had ever heard of before. Yep. 
Uh, Todd, what what could have been nominated? Well, are we saying like of the uh, the shortlisted ones or, no, or of I, the I ones that were just what, anything, not, anything. Not, if, ones that weren't submitted? Uh, then yeah, then my number two of the year is Paris Thirteenth District. It's oh, um, that's not what I thought you were going to say. It's obviously a phenomenal movie, and um, yeah, it was my number two of the year. It should it should have been submitted by France. I don't know what they were doing. Yeah, but the French submission was a movie that also made your top ten list, so you can't be that upset about it. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, well, it's not on my top ten anymore, but yeah, it was. It was. It did. It was a movie that you you admire more than I do. But yes, that's true. Thought he was going to say Return to Soul. That's a great movie too. Should be nominated. Return to Soul. Yeah, my my pick for what could have been nominated. I still have no idea why India did not submit RRR. Uh, because it it was it would probably give All Quiet a good run in Best International if it were in in there, but India didn't submit it, so it's not there. But RRR could have definitely been nominated and could have won this. Zach, yeah, I'm gonna say my number one and two movies of the year, which are both French and both better than Saint Omer, which are Vortex and uh, Happening, and uh, that was due to the silly rule about countries deciding their one official submission which is ridiculous because there are many countries in the world that regularly put out better movies than hollywood so it should it should be an un, unlimited amount of movies that are open to uh the nomination process all right moving on we've got best documentary next and nominated for best documentary so we're not are... predicting that one or did we oh we kind it? of already did oh yeah well we are know it's gonna win it's yeah. all yeah it's all quiet yeah okay Best documentary, we've got All That Breathes, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, Fire of Love, A House Made of Splinters, and Navalny. Todd, you're first on this one. What uh, what should win? Uh, so I've seen four of the five. I have not seen Fire of Love. Um, the It's on the Disney one... Plus, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just haven't <laughs> watched it yet. I, I the douche, douchebag volcano, I don't know. I... <laughs> <laughs> i think my my favorite one uh was navalny it, it, it's sort of one of those that has just like a a great story and a and the the actual things that happen are totally by chance and make it that much more enthralling and uh, there's some pretty incredible footage so navalny i i think is uh, it's one that should be winning well there's only one of these i have seen and so that's one i'm going to talk about and that's fire of love the one todd hasn't i actually saw this on the big screen uh, it's an amazing movie. It's really cool footage, uh, and it's worth the watch. So that should win. Zach? Yeah, same boat as Terry. I've only seen one. Uh, I really, I don't know why I haven't seen more of these movies. I, I should watch Nibaldi, but uh, I like Fire of Love a lot. I think I gave it three and a half stars. To me, it's not, it's, it's didn't, I had multiple documentaries in my top 10 list this year. It was not one of them, but, uh, you know, if it wins, yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's a pretty solid documentary with some really douchey volcanoes. Yeah, it's just one volcano. I think so. I think so. Adam, what should win? Uh, Fire Love. Got to go with Douchey Volcano. That's why I'm saying that. So, I don't Todd, know what could... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Todd, what could have been nominated? Uh, my, my favorite documentary of the year. The only one I think that was actually really great was Retrograde, uh, It's which is... Um, yeah, I mean, it, it probably was number six in the voting, but uh, it I, I, I don't know why it wasn't anointed over some of these like all that breeze is just kind of like okay whatever and you know it's i mean 
Retrograde's a great movie. Yeah, I did not see many documentaries this year. I don't know why, or last year, I guess you could say now. Um, but uh, the highest rated one I had was Senior, the movie about Robert Downey Sr. Uh, that was my highest uh, highest rated documentary. It's a really good one. Um, not only a portrait of Robert Downey Sr., but also Robert Downey Jr. and their relationship together. Uh, it's really well done. Zach? I'm going to go with a portrait of a group of uh, young men, mostly, in a little-known film called Jackass Forever that is technically a documentary and had better Rotten Tomatoes scores than, I'm guessing, some of these nominees. So what's what's the deal, Oscars? You want to be all trendy? You want people to talk about you in a way that doesn't involve a Will Smith slap? Let's actually nominate Jackass Forever for something in the best documentary category where no one has heard of any of these movies. You want people to forget the Will Smith slap nominate the film where people get slapped on purpose get it in libraries let the public decide they have given jackass a nomination before for bad grandpa or dirty grandpa which one one of whichever one it was (laughs) one of those like a makeup nomination is that what yeah bad grandpa wow okay yeah dirty grandpa that's the robert de niro one right correct yeah i think think so okay all right adam what could have been nominated uh well cow i think cow could have been nominated in this category mm. cow um, and eo would have made a great duo in the international and documentary section i mean <laughs> i'm talking livestock at the oscars and banshees winning would just you know that would be the coup de gras all right yeah. they totally should like present an award or something i don't know mm-hmm. maybe joaquin phoenix can like bring them on stage you know because he's a <laughs> vegan it's <laughs> a good one that's a good one all right, Todd. This is one of the more interesting ones, I think. What will win? Uh, uh, Navalny seems to be peaking at the right time. I would probably say that that is the front runner, but I mean, I I, I think a house made of splinters fits all the the boxes, but nobody's seen it because it just now like is available to rent. So, uh, correct. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think Navalny is uh, is the one. And what's funny is the two that you just mentioned are not the two that i was thinking that it's between i'm thinking i'm thinking fire of love has a good shot it's won a lot of precursors leading up to it and all the beauty and the bloodshed might be the most decorated of them all right now what i'm thinking is don't overthink it and i'm saying all the beauty and the bloodshed zach yeah, I, I'm going to second Todd that Navalny is peaking at the right time. And I, it's because it's a timely issue. Uh, you know, I think back to like An Inconvenient Truth or some of the other kind of social justice documentaries that have won. I think the Oscars, you know, they're, they're thinking about what the two minute highlight reel is going to be on local news networks. And they're thinking that they want to make a statement about the situation in the terrible situation in Ukraine and the horrible things that Russia does. So this was the, this is one of their social justice moments. And uh, for the record, it, ha- it, did, it has picked up some awards. It won the BAFTA and it won the PGA. So I think Navalny has to be considered the front runner right now. Good point. Adam? Yeah, I have Navalny as well. Um, House of Splinters. Splinters is also based off the uh, Ukraine stuff too, but Navalny, I think, is peaking right at the right time. So originally a couple months ago, it would have been all, be- all the beauty and the bloodshed, but I think Navalny is picking up the steam right now. I really think, though, like I said, I think there's four movies here that no one would be surprised if they won. And the one we didn't mention, All That Breeds, I mean, that that's one of the more... That's the crowd-pleasing one. That, that's, yeah. the, that's the funky one that probably 
feels like a winner, but that, that's the My Octopus Teacher of the Year. Sort that's of. a good movie, though. My Oct- so, Octopus Teacher. <laughs> yeah, so I, I any of these five could win, and no one would be that shocked. All right, moving on. Best original score, and the nominees here are All Quiet on the Western Front, Babylon, The Banshees of Inishirin, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, and The Fablemans. I'm first on this one. What should win? Uh, possibly the coolest score of the year is Babylon. And so if, I, if I'm going to say really what should win, I'm going to say I'm going to say Babylon with a shout out to All Quiet because that score was just weird and it was cool because it was so weird. Zach. What should win? What should win? A Babylon. Uh, is the is the only score this year that I can I could probably uh, hum without having some sort of prompt. It was a beautiful, wonderful adaptation of kind of ragtime music, and Justin Hurwitz is an, is is amazing. Come on, you you could you can remember the da da in uh, in yeah. all, all quiet. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of it, it, it's it's like the same score in every movie like that. So. It's, it's it unlike any war movie score I've ever heard. <laughs> All right, Adam, what Actually, should win? I thought one of the weaker parts of the movie. If you, if you, I'm being honest. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to go with uh, Babylon. I think it's pretty easy. Uh, Babylon. Switch should win. Okay, Todd. Uh, my favorite score of the year is easily All Quiet on the Western Front. That should be winning. And it, yeah, I mean, it's just it's something that that when I watched the movie, I was like, this this music is so bizarre fitting in this scenario it reminded me of when phantom thread score was out it's like man this is really like demented for this kind of like uh kind of, kind of material and uh, i i think all on those fronts amazing score all right what could have been nominated i'm going with the batman uh it was it was such a cool movie and that score helped really build so much of what was going on in there i think the batman could have easily fit in here just fine zach uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Michael Abel's score for Nope, uh, which was fantastic. He's done all of Jordan Peele's movies, and that score I am close to remember. If it played like on YouTube, I would be able to recognize it because it was really awesome and, and was, was really intense and heightened that movie really, really nicely. So Nope overall, and I know Adam would agree with me, it should have been nominated for many, many awards. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, well, the no, I had the Batman. I had Nope down as well, but I, I'll, I'll say the Northman here. I think the Northman had a really good score that played into that Viking lore there, and uh, really gave this ominous feel to that film as well. So I, I would mention the Northman here. Todd. Uh, so I mean, my, the real answers are the Batman and Women Talking were two of the most memorable scores of the year. But the one I want to mention is uh, Three Thousand Years of Longing which I don't think we have mentioned since we reviewed it. I, I think the score of that movie was fantastic. It, it was easily one of the five best scores of the year. And uh, even though the movie was like, whatever, we I completely almost had forgotten about it, but I, I do remember the music. All right. I don't remember much of anything about that movie. All right. Uh, <laughs> what will win for best original score? Uh, I'm saying Babylon. I think this is where it gets its, uh, it gets its Oscar. Um, Justin Hurwitz, he's a popular composer. I'm going Babylon. Zach? I'm going to go Everything Everywhere All at Once. It won something called the SCL Awards. I'm not sure what that means, but uh, it's an award winner. 
And um, yes, let's keep the train going. By someone called Sunlux. It's a band. Oh, it's the band Sunlux. Big fan. Oh God, <laughs> Spark Brothers all over again. <laughs> uh, Adam, we'll go ba ba Babylon here. Ba 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 Babylon. Todd. I'll quiet on the western front. Took the BAFTA, and that was like the clear indication that that's going to win because it's the it is the one that people remember. So yes, that, that's the win. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, that'll that'll be an interesting one. It'll it'll definitely show just how strong uh, everything everywhere all at once is. If if they can pull off score, that'll be a big thing. It's really interesting that you say you like that score that much, Todd, because I it it was not music from. World War One. It was like electro synth music from like Mad Max Fury Road or something. I mean, it, it did not fit the movie at all. I'm not saying it was necessarily bad music, but it just really took you out of the the movie. I thought. So then, why'd you say it was like every other war movies? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't understand. Okay, maybe I, I I guess I would just say like it 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 had that sort of in, intensity to it, but I just didn't. I don't know. I I, I didn't like it. I'll just I'll just put it that way. I, I, it's, it baffles me a little bit why it, it should be considered the front runner. All right, moving on. Next, we have our other music category, Best Original Song, and the nominees there are Applause from the Diane Warren movie, Tell It Like a Woman, uh, Hold My Hand from Top Gun Maverick, Lift Me Up from Black Panther Wakanda Forever, not do not do from RRR and this is a life from everything everywhere all at once Zach what should win uh, this is my category right here um, I don't know any of these songs I don't care about any of these songs I hate everything um, I hate songs I, I hate this category uh, <laughs> I hate songs Zach why hate, do movies need them Adam Vortex hates reading of the day. Um, I, hate songs. I hate reading I hate songs let's go with tell it like a woman because that would mean that that movie that no one's heard of has won an Oscar so yeah I like that idea the year the year Diane Warren gets her honorary Oscar is the year we she go. actually makes an Oscar worthy song uh-huh all right Adam what should win uh Lady Gaga hold my hand it's a great song my most played of the last year from Top Gun. Todd. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I also actually wrote down "Tell It Like a Woman" to uh, is what should win because then we we would stop getting the Diane Warren every year uh, nomination that from a movie that no one's heard of. Which last year I actually did hear of the movie because I, I had watched it. It was like what was it Four Good Girls or Four Good Days? Four Good Days. Four Good Days. Yeah. yeah. It went close. Yeah. But this one, this one's some movie with Jennifer Hudson. I guess I don't know. Sure, that's what I'm saying. That should win. That'd make it fun. Uh, not Diane Warren, not Lady Gaga, not Rihanna. Do you know Natu? Natu Natu should be winning this because it's amazing. It's it's a phenomenon, and it's it's like it. I should have nominated it for best scene when we did our awards, but I I didn't. But Natu Natu. What one song last year? Um. See, no one cares. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't even remember who won Best Actress last year. I had to look that up. Does anyone? I mean, oh, oh, Billie Eilish won last oh, year. Oh, right, yeah. no time to die. Yeah. So they're they're probably gonna be there to announce the winner. I would assume, right? You don't think so? They're having the whole group 
get out there from RRR to perform the song live. I mean, yeah, but they're probably going to do what awesome. they did with uh, Husevik, which is what that reminds me of. Where it's like, because because that, that movie, uh, that movie they played that that whole thing before the ceremony. Yeah, but they did. Was... That was that was a COVID thing, though. Like they had everyone singing it live, remote. <laughs> well, either way, it's the one that everyone knows, which was what Husevik was, and uh, that that didn't win, even though it was the frontrunner going in. So I, I think yeah. that I, I think it's I don't know. Well, Diane Warren We're... didn't win that year either. So true. <laughs> Zach, what could have been nominated? Oh, great question. <laughs> <laughs> so glad yeah. we prepared for this. Yes. Um, I'm so glad he, he got to be first on this category. Skip. I'll think of something. Was there a song sung in one of these movies? Was there a song? Probably. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll think of something. Come back to me. I'll find something here. Adam. Not interested. <laughs> just good. I don't have anything on the sack. I, you don't have you don't have anything. No, I okay, didn't. Uh, part. Yeah. Uh, my my favorite song of the year was from Bones and All. It's the Trent Reznor <laughs> and Atticus Ross song. Oh, yeah, uh, there we go. You made it feel like home, which is a really sort of sad and uh, and low key song. Uh, something that I hadn't really heard them do before, and uh, it's a really good song. And it's a great movie, obviously. I had I had two written down and I was gonna decide which one I wanted to say depending on what you guys said and then none of you said anything. So um What do you mean the, none of us? I, I, well, I Todd said something one. from Bones and All, but I haven't seen that, so that doesn't count. Right, uh the song at the end of Bros uh that Billy Eichner sings. I forgot. Oh, what it's that's called, a good one. But that 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 could have easily been in here. And then the other one I wrote down is uh they should have nominated two songs from Top Gun Maverick. I mean, I ain't worried from One Republic. That that could have That's easily been in here. Good call. Um, that it's a catchier song, but the Lady Gaga song was definitely the one set up to be the nominee. All right, the Taylor what? Swift song from Where the Crawdogs Sing. Crawdads. Oh that yeah, her, that one. Yeah, that yeah. Everyone her, thought that was gonna get nominated. That was her chance to try to get an Oscar. That's why she did it. Well, who, Can you imagine? Till song. There's the a Taylor Swift song. Oh, oh yeah, the Till that. song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine if this category had been Lady Gaga, Rihanna, uh, and then Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift, Diane Warren? <laughs> <laughs> what about the song at the end of White Billy Noise Eichner. by by LED Sound? Oh, um, could that what have was been that nominated? Good Body yeah. Roomba, New Body yeah, Roomba, Good Body, Good Body Roomba. Yeah, I don't, I didn't care enough about that end of that movie to care about the song. All right, All right. Zach, what will win? Uh, well, I'm going to go with uh, This is a Life from Everything Everywhere All at Once because oh, it's no. uh, David Byrne. And David Byrne actually, I believe, is an Oscar winner. I think he wrote the soundtrack for The Last Emperor in 1987, and he's performing it with Stephanie Sue and Mitski. So that's going to get the online community really buzzed and jazzed up, and I think it's the winner. Adam? Not to, not to. Todd? Yeah, I it's it should be not to not to I I at least I would hope so because I have like a hundred dollars on that winning best original song. But <laughs> yeah, right. um, oh, yeah. but I I will say something about uh, the the song from Everything Ever All at Once. I rewatched it yesterday. It's still it's still not very good. But that that song is so forgettable immediately. It reminded me of the Judas and the Black Messiah song that was also very forgettable immediately. And that one, so maybe Zach's exactly, exactly. I it, I think it's not to not to. It, it, it's a phenomenon. This is the one place it's nominated. It's the one place they can honor it. It kind of feels like when uh, 
when Glenn Hansard and Marquette Erglova won for for once. Like that was a movie everybody loved, but for some reason it only got the song nomination, and so they had to win. Well, so they the Dancer in the Dark movie. didn't win in that the, that scenario. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, it's yeah, not too. Yeah, I can see it. It's not too. All right, moving on. Next, we have makeup and hairstyling. Everybody's now favorite category. Yeah. All right. So our nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, The Batman, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Elvis, and The Whale. Adam, what should win? Uh, should win. In case you forgot what's there. There you go. They're, they're the nominees again. Uh, no, no, no. I, I wrote down the whale for some reason. Okay. I think. Yeah, I'll say the whale. All right. Todd? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess the Batman. I, I think there's a lot of a lot of really cool stuff, especially the, the Colin Farrell character. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just really, really good, good uh, makeup work. So I'll go with that. Yeah, I forgot about I forgot about the penguin in there. New that, TV show good... coming to HBO Max soon. That's true. Uh I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh they do such great stuff in those movies, especially in just creating Wakanda and all the different all the different um makeup work and hairstyling that happens in there to make it happen. Um yeah, I'll go I'll go Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Zach. Uh, I I will go all quiet on the Western Front, the movie that this podcast liked, I think more than any other movie in this category. And uh, you know, besides the music, it had some really nice gruesome bodies, which is always a fun thing to do with makeup, right? So that's true. The guy yeah, does so. age a lot in the movie. He looks like you know a little kid, but then by the end of the movie, his face is all messed up. It's kind of like come and see, you know? Yeah, that's I mean, what I was saying. True. Come and see, yeah. All right, what could have been nominated, Adam? Uh, Babylon. I think Babylon hair and makeup, a lot of a lot of different uh, co- uh, things that could fit perfectly in for this category. Babylon, especially the especially the hair, <laughs> I feel like in for that. Yeah, they, they usually they usually um, lean more on the makeup, but that would be a good hair one. Good hair. Todd? One, yeah. um, Crimes of the Future. Uh, mm, body good. horror just almost never gets in at the Oscars, and that it, it, it has some of the really weirdest things I that I've seen in a while. So, crimes of the future. All right, my pick of, for what could have been nominated is the unbearable weight of massive talent. I mean, Dude, the, the makeup cool. job they do on Nicolas Cage at the end there to make him look like some like like Latin soccer coach is uh, pretty <laughs> yeah, remarkable. <laughs> Because remember, his wife is like a former makeup artist or something. And I was yeah. going to say, Nikki, is that's de aging. But yeah, I mean, the, the makeup stuff on that. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Zach? I'm going to go Barbarian. Come on. I mean, oh, yeah. Adam, back me up here. I mean, <laughs> it's a great one, actually. Yeah. Another thing, they don't do horror movies. I was going to mention Barbarian in a little bit, too. But yeah, Barbarian. Uh, I was call. thinking you guys were going to say Pearl. I. Mean... I... I mean, yeah. X. I think X, X would probably be the better one. Yeah, that, that, I guess that's what I mean. X, yeah. Yeah, yeah X would probably X be the better be one of the two. All right. Uh, let's see here. Adam, what <laughs> will win? Ugh. I'm not happy about this one. It's, it's going to be Elvis. Elvis is winning. Okay. Elvis is going to win. It's going to get one win, and that's it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Todd? 
Yeah, this is a really competitive category between two movies, and that's Elvis and uh, and the whale. And I, it'll, it this will be a, I think the a precursor to what wins best actor. Uh, but I, I think, uh, I think Elvis has has the upper hand just because it made, it it made Austin Butler turn into Elvis. Like he looks so much like old Elvis at the end of that movie. It's it's really kind of terrifying. So what you're saying is whatever wins this wins actor. I th- I think they go together. Okay. I think they, 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 they I think they swap. Whatever one wins. That means the actor's going to win. Or the so, opposite of the actor. The, uh, so the opposite's going to win? Yeah. Will the act and Todd, will, in your scenario, will the best actor winner thank the makeup artist a la Meryl Streep when she won for the Iron Lady? That would be a uh, good Oscar bet. That's got to be plus 450, right? Well, I, I mean, I, I think that Austin Butler will thank every person in the in the room. He will thank, <laughs> thank everyone everywhere all at once. Yes, he will. <laughs> <laughs> who who would have who's gonna have a longer speech or who if it's if it's Frazier or Butler who has a longer speech? That's a great Butler. question that I I don't think we would know the answer to unless this was everything everywhere all at once and we had multiverses. <laughs> that's so true. I think that's just a losing bet. But. True. All right, uh, my my uh, I'm gonna say uh, Elvis is winning. That's my pick to win this. Zach. Yeah, I'm gonna say Elvis too. But like Todd, I got a lot of money wrapped up in this category. I have a plus. 1500 that we're going to have a fade done away warm Beatty moment where they screw up the envelope and it's actually going to be everything everywhere all at once that wins oh it's plus 1500 you're getting good money for it it's good value bet i like it so i write in nominee that they haven't done in 100 years or that's that's i I have it at plus i'm going with elvis i'm just saying i got a little side hustle going on i think everything everywhere all at once colt could pull off the upset i think i bet like 30 dollars on elvis this is how i win gary this is how I win. Oh my! That comment. You see that one that just popped up? Oh. <laughs> yes. Exactly. You, That's what I mean. Gracefully. You got to play to our Thank audience. You for mentioning my old lady form. <laughs> oh man! Thank you, Pearl, for being here. Yeah. It makes it all worth it. Yeah, that's that's great. <laughs> All right, moving on to our next category. We've got best visual effects. Pearl would vote for Austin Butler, right? Pearl was probably swept away by Elvis's moves and uh, probably very infatuated with him, right? Probably, probably. Lots of sexual frustration. All right, best visual effects uh, for this one. Our nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, the Batman, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and Top Gun Maverick. All right. For this one, we're starting with Todd. And go ahead and say who will win, too, because, yeah. Yeah. it's. It, I mean, I, it's even a, the biggest lock of the night. Uh, Avatar will win, and it, I, it should win, because, I mean, the underwater stuff is just amazing. Like, I, he, James Cameron outdid himself again, of course. So, yeah. Will win, should win. Avatar, the way of water. Yeah, I'm saying the same thing. It. Avatar should win, and it will win. Zach? Well, why the hell wasn't Everything Everywhere All at Once nominated in this category? Because I don't like the movie, but I will concede that this is the one category that the movie was impressive in. It had great visual effects, and 
it was only like a team of five guys that watched YouTube tutorials on how to do that shit. So like that to me is impressive. And it's just so indicative of the back Oscars just being totally backwards that they would nominate it in all these other ridiculous categories. But the one where it's justified doesn't get a nomination. Come on. But yes, it's Avatar. Adam. Top Gun. No. Uh, yeah, Avatar 2 is going to win, should win. Looking forward to Avatar 3 when the fire looks so hot that you actually feel the heat from the screen. It's going to be amazing. Oh, so Avatar go. 2, yeah. Ooh, it's like Smell-O-Vision. Like, they smell did that John, like that John Waters movie, the uh, yeah. polyester where you could smell it, the shit in the theater. That's a great idea. James Cameron, I'm sure he's, he's got He it. innovates. He innovates. 4D. Mm -hmm. All right. Todd, what could have been nominated? Um... Um, my my second favorite visual effects of the year were in men. Um, just mainly the, the 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 last scenes, like the just com oh. completely insane, and and that probably is the way that they put together a lot of. The, I think it's more more that than makeup. Uh, all of the uh, Rory Kinnear characters. Uh, I think men. It would have been a really weird nominee in this category, but I, I think it's pretty awesome. That's a good call. That's a good call. Uh, I've got two written down. I'm going to go with the one that uh, Zach isn't about to say, and that's RRR. Uh, there's some great visual effects in that. And, uh, and yeah. Like, all the animals, man. All of the freaking animals. Yeah. It's just amazing. It's amazing. They weren't even donkeys or cows. No, no. The tiger, man. The tiger chase is just awesome. Zach... Well, I'm going to go with a movie that actually shows you the process for visual effects, and it did it in an incredible way, and it's a movie we all talked about on our end-of-the-year episode, and that's The Bubble, because The Bubble uh, shows you what it's like to be in front of a green say. screen, <laughs> and when she did that, when the Maude Apatow did the TikTok dances in front of the Velociraptor, I was so engrossed, so that's my, that's my real, you know, uh, I'm, I'm really upset that I didn't get a nomination. Oh my, I, I vomited in my mouth a little bit. Ah, sorry. Adam. Up. Would have been on brand for this year. It would have been. Nope. Nope. That's it the was, one. That's the one you should have mentioned. <laughs> but I, yeah. Nope is the one. So. I don't know. The, the the actual design of the thing I thought was so weird. And I don't know. I, I That's not what I would. I, I don't think that was one of the stronger parts of the movie. But okay. Well, but then then you also had. I mean, is how much of the monkey was visual effects? Like there's that whole part of it too. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It just be all animals. Like Zach says, no bears. Like, I don't know. <laughs> there weren't <laughs> no any bears. bears in it. I don't think. Uh all right. Moving on. This is one of the bigger categories, one of the more interesting categories every year, and that is best editing. And for that, our nominees are the Banshees of Inishirin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Tar and Top Gun Maverick. All right, I'm first on this one. What should win? I'm gonna say Top Gun Maverick. The way they put that together, keep the suspense going on that. Um, edit together all the visual effects along with all the real life footage of them in the in the in the fighter jets. It's awesome. Top Gun yeah. Maverick. That that's what I say should win. Zach, uh, I'm going to say Tar because. Let's hear the love for Tar, and uh, it's a great movie, just like our our channel is, and people should see it and subscribe to it. And um, yeah, it's edited by someone named Monica Willie, 
and uh, that's great. So yeah, let's give it to Tar. Let's let's get some let's get some love. <laughs> no, we're, that's not the right category, Simone. That's coming up a little bit later. The category <laughs> will win. Yeah, yeah, I know it's hard to keep straight. I've already messed it up a couple times. Uh, Adam, what should win? Uh, Top Gun Maverick should win here. I pretty much agree with your points there that you mentioned already. Just because an edit an edit is fast doesn't make it great. I mean, we all love Top Gun. I'm just saying that like sometimes it takes a 14 minute unbroken shot at Juilliard. Juilliard, yeah. To to be a demonstration of great editing. That's all I'm saying. Well, like Todd and I said in our Spirit Awards list, we voted for Tar for that. Yeah, and yeah, and the decision not to cut may, it makes a big difference too. Exactly. That's why Tar yeah, is yeah. great. But for I, me, I, I mean, I, I, Tar was like second for me. I still think Top Gun should be winning, though. It it it, it is just not a wasted second. Like at any point, it is it is it moves so fast and it moves so seamlessly between scenes. And yeah, the the, the cutting of the everything in the air is uh, astonishing. But yeah, it should be winning. We could have done without Ed Harris. No, Ed Harris is very necessary. Is he? All right. Yeah, he is. He's always necessary. Uh, what could... Shout out to Ed Harris. <laughs> what could have been nominated? I'm going to go with the movie that I just watched a couple days ago that someone else is going to be very happy that I'm going to mention. I'm going to say Vortex. All right. Uh, now we're there... T- there we go. Can we get a... Can we <laughs> Talk get about some creative um... editing to make that movie about seamlessly nothing for almost two and a half hours yeah. compelling yeah. because you can't stop looking at the the, the side by side and then like the the um the flashes wherever the the uh, the um the cuts are I, it's just so fascinating and it's it's the most creative editing i've seen all year so that's what i'm gonna say could have been nominated can exactly. you give your like 60 second review of it i really want to hear what what your thoughts are about vortex Oh man, it, can we, it's. Can we interrupt this podcast to get Terry's thoughts? Let, it's my number one. Let, let, let's later. save it for when we talk about our awards. Yeah, let's oh, okay, talk, okay. let's wait All for right, our that's, awards. That's a better idea. You're right. You're right. Yeah. All right, Zach. What could have been nominated? What could have been nominated? Um, definitely not a man called Otto. So I'm not going to return the favor. But uh, there are plenty of good uh, edit, edited movies um, out there. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go with. Uh, let's. I'll go with Kimmy. Kimmy, Kimmy was really well acted. Tight. Good job. Such a lousy movie. I don't know. You don't <laughs> like Kimmy? Really? Come on. <laughs> Wait, do you feel it misrepresented Seattle? I, I mean, sort of. Yeah, but I mean, I was yeah, the, the, the toilets were good. I don't know. But <laughs> it was just lame. I, I don't know. <laughs> okay, I was I'll... behind the scenes. I was right around the corner from that riot sequence. <laughs> Great editing. They edited I'll... me out. I'll change my vote then to Adam Daly for his edit of the Malkovich impressions. How about yeah. that? That should have Hello. Been... <laughs> Hello. Don't that say that again. I'll laugh too hard. I, that, that gets me every time. <laughs> Stop. Hell. Oh, All God. right, Adam. What uh? What it? What could have been nominated for you here? Uh, if you guys have anything in the comments, put like sure you guys leave us the comments. I know there's like, quite a bit of people in here now, so. Uh, I'm after sun. I think that was another one from the spirit awards that uh, I was just there to be a, uh, I was almost wanting to vote for as well. I think what they were able to do for that movie was able to some really good edits between the two different uh, forms of what they recorded on. So after sun, That's a good point. Cassie says there's a lot of good edited movies. Thank you, Cassie. Thank you. She's That's watching far. from downstairs. 
All right. There's also some really bad edited movies too, like The Bubble. <laughs> True. Uh, I mean, I, I'll say The Woman King, uh, and like uh, that's another oh, sort of like nice. a- action <laughs> movie kind of thing. But uh, it, it that, that movie is like genuinely like gripping for the uh, major for the the duration of the movie. I I love The Woman King. All right. So let's talk about what will win for best editing. Uh, I'm going Top Gun Maverick. I think this this is going to be this potentially is where it gets uh, it gets its due. I think there are uh, there is a heavy correlation between this and another category that I might be picking it for as well. And uh, so I think it gets in here. Zach. Uh, I'm going everything everywhere all at once uh, because it won the Critics' Choice Award and because America loves it. Everybody loves it. It's the greatest movie of all time. Apparently. There's yeah, where that Simone comment comes right. in. Thank you, Simone. Simone, you're right. Thanks. Adam. Thanks, Simone. Cheers. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. We're going to win here. Uh, I just think it's a precursor for what the night's going to come. So, Todd? Uh, this is a tough one. Like, like uh, I... I, I do have money on Top Gun winning best editing, but everything ever all at once did win uh, the BAFTA, which was weird. And I don't know, Top Gun's editing room kind of reminds me of like Baby Driver's editing, which d- ended up coming up short to Dunkirk, if I remember right. I, I But if you watch the Spirit Awards yesterday, uh, the, the editor of everything ever all at once is super awkward. But he also is like sort of like this weird heartthrob guy as well, apparently. But that's is it what just me or does he look like Army Hammer? He sort of does, yeah. <laughs> and he he's very not funny. So if people watch this speech, they won't vote for him. But all of the next best picture people were like gawking over him. So I don't know. I'm saying Top Gun Maverick's gonna win. But yeah, I saw I saw yeah. pictures of him on there, and everyone was like, "Oh, look how hot he is!" I'm like, "Why is no one saying he just looks like Army Hammer?" Because they already made an Army Hammer joke earlier in the thing. Okay. They don't like. Can I just can I just say what a terrible ceremony that was? Like, okay, I tuned in for the first part of it with Hassan Minaj. I don't know if that's his name. That was the the worst opening ever. Unwatchable, absolutely unwatchable. And then, so of course, I turn it off, give it a little time, figure, hey, let's get to the speeches. Turn it back on. It's Hassan Minaj again, and this time he's accosting Kate Blanchett and Todd Field, and they are saying, no, 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 stay away. They get under the table. To get away from him. <laughs> Speaking of which, I wanted. Hey guys, make a make a face real quick. I want to make sure I get a thumbnail picture for our, our for YouTube views real quick. Just uh, put that out there. Get under the table. <laughs> Riz Ahmed. If you if you looked at our comments section, you would know that video. Somebody mentioned Riz Ahmed or mentioned yeah. massage. It he was, he was Riz Ahmed. Yeah, he thought he was Riz Ahmed. Hilarious. Made, oh, yeah. Gosh. Anyway, whatever. All right, moving on. A few more texts to go. Best sound is next. And for best sound, the nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, The Batman, Elvis, and Top Gun Maverick. Zach, you're up first on this one. What should win? What should win is All Quiet on the Western Front. Uh, Amazing, not soundtrack, but track with sounds in it. And uh, really captures the battlefield beautifully. And, uh, you know, for a movie that I watched on Netflix, really engrossed me. Uh, due in large part to sequences that do not have dialogue for long stretches, uh, but show and 
he, in really detail the terrifyingness of uh, you know war and all that stuff. I don't know that or Top Gun. Both of them are, are pretty acceptable in my mind. Adam, it really engrossed you, but it took the score took you out of it. I don't, I don't know. I feel yeah. like the score wasn't even that big a part of it. It was mostly no. it was mostly the original sounds of it. That is true. Yeah, I'm just messing with you. Uh, Top Gun, Top Gun Maverick, best sound, but. Oh, I would be perfectly fine if all quiet was the should one as well. Todd. Yeah, I, I like all quiet on the Western front here as well. It because of how it mixes in the score with all the sound effects and with just the overall ambiance of that that of that picture. It's just I yeah. It, it's a if since it's one category, I think this this is the winner. I think it, it is my winner at least. Which one was it? I cut out there for a second. Well, I all quiet on the Western Front is what I said. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and for me, uh, I'm going Top Gun Maverick. Uh, I think the the work it does with sound in there is is pretty outstanding. Uh, however, uh, I'll give a shout out Avatar: The Way of Water. I mean, the the tech work that James Cameron does on these things is amazing, and it doesn't just stop at the visual effects. So, uh, my runner up would probably be Avatar, but Top Gun Maverick is pretty great. Zach, what could have been nominated? What could have been nominated? Uh, let's see here. Let me run through the list here. Um, let's go with um, EO. Got a lot of donkey sounds in there. Not easy to do. Not easy to get a donkey to. Was it Bray? Is that what a donkey does? It's impressive work. Nice job, EO. You didn't say E-E-A-A-O. Not just EO. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yep. I Adam. think I get that joke. I don't know. Uh, I understood that ref- that reference. Uh, I'm going with Barbarian here. A lot of good um, horror movies have to have good sound, so to build that atmosphere, and I feel like, uh, yeah, this is a perfect category for some of the horror films to get in there. So, Barbarian is what I would say. Dodd. Uh, Thirteen Lives, I think, is one of those movies that just has like great, uh, several great craft things that could have been mentioned but nobody really saw it i felt this it, it reminded me a little bit of like world trade center or something where it's like there are a lot of things that were great about the movie just nobody watched it so it got ignored everywhere 13 lives yeah it should have been here i still need to watch that one i don't know why i missed why i just didn't uh i'm going with nope that's my pick for for sound i think there's a lot of good stuff going on in there uh that that shows a lot of uh, a lot of great sound work so nope is my pick all right, Zach, what will win for best sound? This is a low-key, really interesting category. Um, I don't think Batman or Avatar will win. I kind of think it's a three-way race between All Quiet, Elvis, and Top Gun. Um, I'm going to go Elvis. I feel like uh, it's the flashier film. I feel like uh, they're going to reward it on the basis of like the sound mixing. And, of course, sound isn't differentiated now, so it's all kind of a catch-all category at this point and um it's definitely the one that people will be thinking about in terms of sound more so than the other two which are more based on visuals and are frankly movies that uh they don't like as much adam so elvis is bohemian rhapsody interesting exactly um i'm gonna go with uh, top gun top gun maverick gets a win here todd yeah, I I have Top Gun as well. It it fits the profile of what wins this category, or at least what has won the category since it became one category. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's the winner. 
And since it became one category, I guess sound, sound and metal and, one. <laughs> yeah. Well, sound and editing go together, right? Whoever wins sound wins editing. So what was it last what, year? I think that's what it was last year. Oh, let me double check. Well, I don't remember uh, what one 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 last year. Let me look. Because the year before, sound oh, yeah, and metal. I'm going Top Gun won. Maverick. Both. Right. Uh, let's see here. So last year, uh, it was Dune won both sound and editing. Uh, oh, that's right. Uh, and I would say it was it was an obvious for sound, but not necessarily an obvious for editing. And it feels like sound just kind of editing comes along with sound. Like they they just go together now. And so, everything everywhere was not uh, nominated for. Right. It was not nominated here. So. And some some people are saying, well, if it was nominated for sound, then it, then it would win both sound and editing. But that would be maybe maybe Zach though. can talk about that prop deck prop that that he can find for that one. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. next we have best costume design, and the nominees for that one are Babylon, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Elvis, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, and Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Adam, you're first on this one. All right, I still haven't seen what, two. What should win? I haven't seen Elvis or Miss Miss Paris goes to Paris. Uh, however, I will say that Babylon. Have you not watched Elvis yet? <laughs> He's my, scared of it. Uh, yeah, Wait, you you what? haven't seen Elvis? No, I, I, I'm watching. <laughs> my goal this week because I want to do YouTube Shorts for my my ranking of the the best pictures. Babylon and Triangle of Sadness are the two that I haven't seen yet. So those will be watched this week. So Elvis, you mean? I said Elvis and Triangles. No, you said Babylon. I did. Okay, I should cut down the whiskey. But uh, anyway, it's Elvis (laughs) and Triangles. You need to talk about this. You really haven't seen Elvis. You're like the one person. I have no interest. (laughs) Literally the one person. It's on HBO Max. (laughs) It is. I yeah. Wow. Well, I, I I feel glad for you, Adam. I think you're the MVP of this podcast. That you didn't have to sit through it. That's why I I would just recommend lots and lots of alcohol. Okay, Tom Hanks. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Tom so Hanks what, what what should win? What did you say? Babylon. Babylon. Todd, what do you say? I, I say Elvis. He, he's in a different like outfit every single time and it, they all just look totally of of uh of the it just fits Elvis. Everything does. It, it, they're great costumes. Double win for Catherine Martin. Yeah, I'm definitely the bigger, uh, the biggest fan of Elvis on here, but I, I'm going with Babylon too, just simply because of the sheer scope and scale of what needed to be done with the costumes in that. Uh, I'm saying Babylon should win. Zach? Yeah, it's kind of a question of like scope versus like uh, individual, you know, in, is it more impressive to dress one character over time or dress many, many characters in big sequences? And the other question is, is it better to give an Oscar to a good movie or to a steaming pile of shit? And I'm going to say the former, not the latter. So I would give it to Babylon. Nice. And I think this is the fact that Margot Robbie would like say in that in her during her opening dance sequence that that outfit did not fall off. That's what she would even say on the <laughs> in her interviews. That's prop. Good job. Costume designer. All right. Well, uh, Adam, what could have been nominated? Uh, I got two here. Um, I think there's a world where Blonde also gets kind of in this conversation. Mm. And uh, The Woman King. That's what I would kind of mention. 
Yeah, those are good ones. Todd? Uh, well, in the same way of Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, my, my number one costumes of the year was from something that is also something like costume related, and that's Corsage. I think that definitely oh Terry loved that movie had a lot of had a lot of great great costumes in there and uh, period costumes and that that is something that probably would have like been a contender if it was in English I would imagine so corsage good call European period piece that's gonna have good costumes in it yeah all right I won't completely outside the box here for for costume design for what could have been nominated but I think this one has a lot of really fun costumes in it and that's Bullet Train they would never nominate something like this. But man, are there some fun stuff going on in there? Like, I mean, you've got, yeah, just all the different characters, all the different costumes they wear kind of throughout and hiding themselves. Bullet Train, man. That would have been a fun costume design nomination. I think you were going to say RRR. That, that was another one that I really liked. Another good one. Bullet Train. <laughs> <laughs> that costume had to have glue on it. <laughs> it had to be glued on. It, it definitely had to be. That's a dumb you, kid you were thinking I was going to say RRR, Todd? Yeah. Yeah, I could have said that too, but against costumes. True, true. Zach, uh, I'm gonna go. Don't worry, darling. Even though I didn't like the movie, oh, I thought it had some really too. cool costumes in it. Yeah, <clears throat> a, 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 a different type of period piece that they don't necessarily look at as often. Yes. Okay, Adam, what will win? Uh, Elvis is gonna win this. Okay, Todd. Yeah, these are uh, former winners here, uh, but and uh, like Black Panther won the original for the original. Jenny Bevins won before, and but Catherine Martin is going to win for Elvis. Yeah, uh, I'm saying Elvis as well. However, don't don't count out Black Panther. I mean, it it, it surprised the first time around. This one could surprise again, but yeah, Elvis is the front runner here for sure. Zach. Yeah, it, it's. I think it's between Elvis and Black Panther. I would go with Elvis, but I am intrigued by if Mrs. Harris won, would that be the most random Oscar win of all time? Would that beat out like even like Ex Machina as the most random Oscar win? Like, why is Mrs. Harris even there in this category? Because it's a I, movie it about fashion. The, the same I way Cruella won last year. Like in a it, weird way, I kind of, I kind of like. It's like what I said earlier about the Quiet Girl. I kind of like Mrs. Harris as like a, a, a crazy long shot, like twenty thousand to one. I, I put ten bucks on it. Why not? I, I think it's worth the odds. Just make it worth it. I think it's like fifteen to one or something. Uh, so I looked. Oh really? Oh, that's that's not good enough. I need sweeter <laughs> odds. I need some action. <laughs> I'm gonna make this goddamn ceremony interesting to watch. Adam, you should just like start watching Elvis and then watch the Oscars and then go back to Elvis because it will still be on after the Oscars are over. <laughs> It'll be in like 1968 by then. We need like a pitch count on the on Elvis. All right. <laughs> I, the, the, the next joke Zach's gonna have is Elvis started when Pearl was made and ended <laughs> after when X was over. I was trying to put, put in a Pearl and Elvis joke somewhere <laughs> along the way, but. See, that's what Maxine maybe is. Well, no, Maxine. You see who got casted, Maxine? Maxine's cast is stacked. Yeah, it is. Really? There's some research on it real quick. but yeah. I just want to know if Judd Hirsch plays her uncle and then he can come in for a scene and get an, an Oscar nomination. I want them to do, like, I want Ty West to do every decade. Like, you know, we get a 50s Maxine and we get a 60s Pearl. I love it. It's like, you know, Ken Burns baseball of, like, sex movies. <laughs> You know, and each episode, each movie is a different decade. Ty West, if you're listening, can you do that? 
I'd be on board for that shit. <laughs> and all of them star me a got. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, moving on. Best production design. And Todd, you're going to be first on this one. The nominees here are All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, Babylon, Elvis, and The Fablemans. Todd, what should win? Uh, Babylon should win uh, for similar reasons to like uh, like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and stuff like that. Like the, the recreation and everything is, is pretty remarkable. It's It's the best achievement here. Pearl's weighing in. Pearl agrees. <laughs> please, <laughs> Ty West, please make this happen. Pearl See, like, wants it. The 50s version could be a little bit like, don't worry, darling. But then so could the present day version. Although that's kind of a spoiler. But like, you could have, you know, great costumes in it as well. And, you know, maybe you could have multiverses in it too. I don't know. Ty West are we all agreed that Ty West should be represented at the Oscars? Why, why didn't either of these films get nominated? Mrs. Harris goes to Paris does, but not a movie. That's, I don't know. Has anyone, has anyone seen Mrs. Harris goes to Paris? I yeah. Guess I can't discriminate. What's your, what's your 10 second review of it, Todd? I'm curious. <laughs> I mean, I get the costume design nomination, but I mean, the movie overall is just whatever. It's exactly what it sounds like. I feel I like feel Francis like, McDormand like, should have uh... starred in it. I feel like your Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris review should be similar to uh, Jason Siegel's review of Chocolate from by with Johnny Depp. Just delightful. Yeah. Just delightful. Yeah. See, when, when they announced <laughs> Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, I thought it was about Ed Harris's wife, you know, going to Paris to get the materials to make the vest that looks like she got off a gypsy. That's I the mean, movie I want to see. That's Money the best costume this design. Is off the rail. All right. That, back to best production design. Uh, I'm I'm right with Todd. Babylon should win this. The yeah, all the recreation there is is insane. Zach, what do you think should win production design? What should win Babylon? No question. Okay, Adam. Uh, Babylon. Babylon. Well, that's easy. Todd, what could have been nominated? Um. I'm going to say uh, The Northman for this one. Ooh. Uh, that's one that, I don't know, I mean, a period piece stuff and whatever, but it's really fantastical sort of at the same time. And it's really like every, everything about Robert Eggers movies just feels like real. And even though I know that area wasn't real, it, it just looks like it. I still need to see that one. Uh, my pick for what could have been nominated here is going to be Glass Onion. Uh, it's not the type of production design they normally go for, but there's some really cool stuff going on there in just how they put that whole house together. And uh, yeah, I, I think that that's a that's a fun one that could have been nominated. Zach? Yeah, I'm looking at my list. I see a lot of movies that couldn't have been nominated, like St. Omer. That's probably not getting the nomination. You know, it's just one single set, the whole movie. Probably not The Whale. Uh, probably not Jackass Forever, sadly. Um, let's go. I, I, I liked, uh, I like Javi's house. Let's go the unbearable way to massive talent. You know, you got to decorate nice. the house with all the Nicolas Cage memorabilia. And then there's that big wall that he climbs over. Great production design. I love it. Was not big of a wall. It's <laughs> go it. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, what do you got? Uh, I got the movie living. I think living could have got something. Mm. That kind of reminded me of the of the father a little bit with like the how that 
those different offices were all set up too. And I, I could see it. There's a lot of stuff going on in those the, the offices and the sets there. So a lot, a lot of stuff going on in those offices, if you know what I mean. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cassie says Northman would be cool. It's a whole world. It's a whole world. So she's seen this, but you haven't, huh? Yep, yep. She's seen it. I haven't. Good. She, she has a thing. What's the story there? Why didn't you? Why haven't she you? She has seen a thing it? for no. the scars guards. That's what's going on. I know, there. but why That's... didn't you see when it came out? I thought didn't <laughs> we review sense. it together? No, she, she probably likes it. everything everywhere's editor too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't right. know if she's seen a picture of him yet. All right, Todd, what will win? Uh it's I I mean I kind of alluded to it earlier. It's Elvis. I think this is uh I think Catherine Martin gets her double win uh, this year. So Elvis is going to be the winner of production design. I think, I, oh, she's got, here. here's her. It has a Viking. That's why Cassie's seen it. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Babylon still pulls this one out. It's kind of been the front runner moving, moving through. And uh, I think, it, it holds off. Uh, it holds off everything that's going on with uh, with the front runner and everything else. So, uh, and Cassie had a comment with uh, that. I mean, it has an elephant, so Babylon should win, and it will yeah. win. That's what I'm saying. Zach, why again? Why why the Fablemans? Why is that even nominated in this category? Like, <laughs> that's a great question. Wasn't Lincoln nominated in this category too? I mean, it's the same the same thing. I, I, no, Lincoln's like impressive. Over. Lincoln's more of a mm. ambitious like period piece, and, and this movie is a period piece. But like, I mean, what they okay? They designed the set where they went camping. Ooh, ooh, that was exciting. <laughs> the Fablemans have high a school monkey. when they, they went to the, the beach that looked like a student film. <laughs> yeah, real, <laughs> real hard work there. True, I gotta I tell you. Uh, okay, who the winner's gonna? It's gonna be Elvis. Mm. Okay, interesting. Yep. yep. Adam. It, won, it won the set designer and spirit award. No, it didn't. SDSA, whatever that stands for. Oh, Society funny. of Digital Set Addictors. Addiction. Yep. Yeah, there we exactly, go. Exactly. That's uh, it. Cool. I, I'm going with Babylon. <laughs> And uh, yeah, because that's an elephant. And I actually showed my wife the movie, the first 45 minutes of it. And she actually said, this was a cool, this is all right. Yeah, that's what her thoughts were. <laughs> you showed her the first less than third of the movie? Yes, I did. Because <laughs> okay. she actually didn't tell me to turn it off. But she's like, we got, we got stuff to do. I was like, at least we op- watched the first, uh, the opening. That's the what, what, would, what would be a better opening to show someone that has no idea what the movie is? Would you go with the first 30 minutes of Babylon? Or would you go with the first five minutes of The Whale? Because I think the whale, you go with the first five minutes of that where he's, you know, uh, showing self-love and uh, the pizza boy comes in and no, sorry, the Mormon kid comes in. It's a great, great way to start a movie. Self, oh, I was self-love. Aye, aye. Oh, that's right. Anyway, this is what's next. And the pizza uh, boy, like, what are we? What are we even talking about here? I don't know what we're talking. <laughs> about. You don't remember the opening <laughs> scene of the whale? I, I oh, know no, exactly I what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. I think we need to do a new game at some point on the podcast where we just throw out um, uh, abbreviations and see if Zach can guess what they mean. <laughs> I, I think that'd be a lot of fun. Okay, uh, next category. I'm starting. It is best cinematography. For Best Cinematography, our nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Bardo, False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths, Elvis, Empire of Light, and Tar. All right. I haven't seen Bardo yet, uh, but 
what I say should win, I think Empire of Light should win. I mean, Roger Deakins is the master for a reason. This movie, every 30 seconds, there's another uh, there's another shot that I want to just have printed and up on my wall because it's just gorgeous. Uh, and uh, yeah, this movie is it, it's it's made. It's one of those love letters to cinema. And in doing so, it makes just like these moments that feel like these amazing cinematic moments that, yeah, are just awesome. So I think Empire of Light should be winning this. Zach? You realize that that got the nomination not because of any cinematography in the movie, but because of the name of the cinematographer. Well, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. But I've seen the movie and the cinematography is outstanding. Kyle yeah, back me up on this. He's yeah, I, I, I agree. It, it is beautifully shot, and as you would expect. Yeah. So, Zach, right. what, what do you think should win? As, as another podcast sometimes put it, it's handsomely mounted. Uh, I'm going to go with Tar because we need to rack up the Tar love in every category we can. Listen, America, okay? This is like, this is like uh, the Jimmy V speech, okay? We need your support. We need your support for Tar. It's the only movie besides Babylon that people will be thinking about a year from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now. And if we say that it's not going to win anything, because wasn't cinematography the one award it won at the Indie Spirit Awards? Yeah, and the like, guy didn't show up because he's shooting in Iceland. And I don't know. So he needs to actually show up at the Oscars. Is he shooting Husavik too? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Adam, what should win? Uh, uh, Tar, easily. Tar, cinematography. Okay, Todd. Uh, what what should win is uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. I, I mean, a, a, mo a war movies win these kind of things a lot, but I, I think this one is it was particularly striking how it was how it was shot and the, everything visually about the movie is forever ingrained in my head. It's a, it's it's a it's a masterpiece of cinematography. All right. Now, what could have been nominated? This is the easiest one of all because the biggest snub on nomination morning was the fact that Top Gun Maverick was not in Best Cinematography. It was a front runner; and it had won all the precursors and then doesn't get nominated. So, uh, yeah, Top Gun Maverick should have been here, and if it did, it would be the clear front runner. So, this is one of those categories where it's kind of a little bit—it's been a little bit up in the air because the front runner is not there. So, yeah, Top Gun Maverick should have been here, Zach. Uh, I kind of, well, okay. I mean, you could make the case for almost any big budget action movie having great cinematography. I mean, you could say the same thing about like The Woman King. But when I look for cinematography, I look for artistic interpretations of cinematography. So I like the cinematography from After Sun. I thought that movie had some real intentional artistic flourishes and the cinematography was a little bit unusual. It sometimes did draw attention to itself, but I think that was part of Charlotte Wells' design for the movie. And I think it was a really important part of the movie. Uh, so that's, uh, to me, that's more impressive than even uh, big budget action movies. Catherine, Catherine says Tar is not going to win anything. I, I mean, I, I think you may be right, that. sadly. Uh, but we can hope. I don't know. We'll see. It was. Is, is, like is, is she referring? But here's the thing: is she referring to the Oscars or the almost sideways awards? Because oh. it can't win director, so it probably won't win anything. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> All right. Well, Adam, what do you think is winning, uh, or could have been nominated for cinematography? Uh, well, Top Gun. You already said it. I like After Sun as well. But I'm going to throw out another little film, Marina. 
I really loved how that movie was shot. It was a very beautiful film to kind of look at as well. Uh, way smaller, but uh, had no had no shot of being nominated. But I just really like that that movie a lot. So, Todd. Uh, yeah. So I mean, obviously, Top Gun uh, was um what I, I was thinking about. But one I want to mention is one that I feel like I'm the only one that remembers the movie is The Cursed. Because I feel like oh. that movie had a lot of really interesting crafts and a really great supporting performance, which I had in my top 10 supporting performances of the year. But um, yeah, it's one, it's one of those movies that we saw early in the year that just never really dropped out of my top five cinematography uh, throughout the year, which I was surprised by. That They changed the title. It, it, the title's the worst title than what they had. What is it now? The Cursed. It was Seven Pieces of Silver. That oh, was that's the original right. title. That... Yeah. I remember that now. Yeah. All right. Zach now doesn't what? Remember it all. No, he, no. no. He's like, what? What? <laughs> we, we reviewed. We reviewed that. We did. We did. Okay. <laughs> what will drinking. win? Remember. What will win best cinematography? I'm going with All Quiet on the Western Front. I think that's the new front runner here. Zach. Uh, I'm going to go Mandy Walker for Elvis, which would be the first time I believe a woman has won for Best Cinematography. And I think mm. that's something that the Oscars would love to self-promote. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, the cinematographer from Power of the Dog did not win last year, which I thought was a pretty shocking um, development. Uh, I, I mean, I know she's going up against Dune, but uh, yeah, I, I like Rachel Elvis. Morrison lost, right? She was... Uh... Yeah, I mean, I remember I heard somewhere that this would be the first time a woman would win Best Cinematographer. So it, it, it is not happened before. She was a Mudbound was the first time a woman was nominated for cinematography, and she lost. Yeah. Adam, who's going to win? Uh, I got All Quiet on the Western Front winning here. Um, I think that one's pretty good, but also Tar. I want Tar to win, but I think All Quiet. Todd. Yeah, after All Quiet won at BAFTA, and then. Uh, over Top Gun, and then Top Gun got snubbed anyway at the Oscars. Yeah, it was it's locked up. This is all quiet for sure. All right, now it's time. Now we're to the major categories. So we're going to talk about um, our best animated uh, short. Right, our, uh, this is what course. we've been waiting for this whole time. Major category. So as we go through these, we'll do our shoulda, coulda, wouldas, and then we'll reveal the winners of the Almost Sideways Awards for each of them. So. First one up here, Zach, we're oh, going to go okay. to you first on this, and we're going to go with Adapted Screenplay. Adapted Screenplay, the nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery, Living, Top Gun Maverick, and Women Talking. Zach, what should win? Uh, for me, it would be a race between Living and All Quiet on the Western Front. Um, I guess I'm intrigued by how All Quiet on the Western Front both, both of them are uh, adaptations of previous movies, which is kind of interesting, although, uh, and both of them are, uh, well, one of them is, I guess, based on, on a, a book, and the other one's by a novelist, so I don't know. I guess I would go with the one that's a little more talky. I would go with Living, and I, I really like Kazuo Ishiguro as a writer. Remains of the Day is a great book, and uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be happy with that one. Adam. All right, I got... Uh... All Quiet in the Western Front winning here. I just think there's a lot of good moments there that uh, thought it was a really good adaption to the story. So, yeah, I'm going to go with that one. Todd? Uh, I mean, I think Women Talking should win. It was my number two uh, 
number number three adapted screenplay of the year and i it, it has it, it's all about like like mark Wahlberg said women are talking like yeah and but it works and like it's a, it's a really interesting movie for like two hours and all it is is people talking and that 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 is a testament to great writing ben Wishaw. Yeah, for, for me, I'm going with Living. Uh, I just saw this movie yesterday, getting ready to vote on our Almost Sideways Awards. And Is it number I one of the year, like I said? loved it. Not not number one of the year, but like top five. Yeah. I knew it. It's because yeah. of the train scene, right? <laughs> it's it's just the whole thing. I just I just love that movie. And uh, and yeah, so Living is a uh, Living. I I. It's it's amazing. It's That's a amazing. great choice. So, yeah. That's what I say should win. All right. Now to what could have been nominated. And I don't know if you guys did this, but what I try to do here is talk about other stuff, not even stuff that we nominated. Um, just trying to say something different, something that we didn't nominate, the Oscars didn't nominate. Zach, what could have been nominated in adapted screenplay? Uh I really liked uh let me see here. I don't know. Let's let's go with Pearl. Why not? It's an adaptation, right? It <laughs> because is because of the characters in a movie earlier that year. <laughs> I, I mean, guess. that's why Top Gun's nominated. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a year ago; it was thirty years ago. But uh, sure, let's go, Pearl. Come on, Pearl. Can I? Can we hear some support? Uh, it's funny I that mean, Pearl is, it, was... is Pearl nominated for for us. It, would it is be, nominated for us. Yeah, it's curious that Pearl yeah. understands how to use uh, YouTube and the internet um, at such an old age. Maybe, maybe she left us though. It is past her bedtime, possibly. <laughs> what yeah. are the chances, Adam? That what could have been know? nominated? <laughs> That's a good point. That's yeah. A great what uh, what could have been nominated? She said, I, "I haven't seen it, but I uh, I did predict that uh, a Weinstein movie would happen in this well, next I, decade." So you can't predict. You can't say something should be nominated that you haven't seen. I'm just saying that should Isn't be nice. It's a movie that should have been nominated. Well, I agree. should have won. <laughs> he hasn't seen yeah, that I know. Either. I know. He's doing. He's, he's doing this again. Yeah. Are you going to say Elvis should win Best Picture, or an Austin no. Butler should win? But if oh, the you- question was asked. What we did not vote for, or what we nominated, and it's something I haven't seen, but I just know that that movie, that's just a good spot to put a nomination on this movie, considering it would be the perfect Battle of the Women movies. So, okay. anyway. God, Battle of the Women. What could have been nominated? Uh, if I'm not including things that we uh, nominated, then I am my number uh, two adaptive screenplay of the year was Bones and All. Which is go. just, I mean, obviously great characters like the Mark Rylance character, as Zach would, as Zach would agree. And uh, I don't know, it, it, it's, it's a, I don't know, I don't know why I love that movie so much and why it took me so much when I watched it. But it, it's, it's just, it's fantastic. What is it and, adapted from? I don't know. Is it a, a book? book. Oh. It's a book. Uh, it did, right. it did uh, feel like a ripoff of Badlands at many parts. So I don't know if a ripoff constitutes adapted screenplay, but it was a book in 2015. So I I had she said written down for what could have been nominated. Uh, I love that movie. I thought it uh, it worked really well. It vastly surpassed my expectations of what it was going to be. Um, I was going to say something else since it's already been mentioned. I'll say the Batman. Uh, I think that's another great adapted screenplay from this year that did a lot of cool things. All right. Uh, 
Zach, what will win Best Adapted Screenplay? This is an interesting race. A month ago, I would have said Living, but I think Women Talking has kind of come out as the front runner here. Um, again, more of an apology than anything else for the fact that the real lack of female representation at this year's awards kind of hearkening back to the pre Me Too era. Um, and, you know, it's it got a Best Picture nomination. It's got some sort of pull with the Academy, although it's a pretty reluctant pull. And uh, I feel like they're they want Sarah Polly to be up there and Frances McDormand will probably get on her feet again and tell all the women to stand up. So let's do it. Let's make that happen. Inclusion rider. Inclusion rider. Pearl's still here. Oh, thank you, Pearl. Pearl would thank go for you, Zach. Would I, go for you. I really don't like go alligators. For you, not kill you. Oh, kill okay. For you. Yeah. I would kill for you. <laughs> it is Pearl, so we have to we have to make sure that there's a mm. there, that word is there. He's a star, so, man. Star comment yeah. comments. Yes, to the star. <laughs> All right, Adam. What will win? Women talking. Women are talking for sure. And uh, I think that's a good win here for this movie. Is it bad that the only female representation on this podcast is a, is a woman who's 130 years old and is a sadistic sex maniac killer? Feeds people to alligators. She's probably upset that she got a snub for biggest stick man. To be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Todd, what will win? Uh, uh, what will win is uh, is women talking. It it won the the scripture award, I believe, yesterday, and it's probably going to win the uh, the writers guild later today. It's it it, ha it has the best picture nomination. It's it, it it feels like the one like like Belfast last year. It's like okay, this is the one spot that we can award this movie, and it'll be good enough. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Women talking. I think it it's it it's kind of emerged. This is where it's going to get honored. All right. So that's adapted screenplay at the Oscars. But now let's talk about adapted screenplay for the almost sideways awards. So we announced the nominees uh, a few weeks ago. We uh, caught up on anything we need to get caught up on. We voted. So to remind everybody, the nominees for best adapted screenplay for the almost sideways awards are all quiet on the Western front, the Batman Paris 13th district, Pearl, The Stranger, and Top Gun Maverick. You guys have any uh, any predictions where you think this is going to go, or uh, or anything? I, uh, I think we're going to have movies a... you've watched recently that you hadn't seen before. We're going to have a very upset viewer if one of those doesn't win. She might go on a killing spree. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 important word of four might be removed from the next comment and. <laughs> I, yeah, I kill you, Zach. I'll kill you. Uh, I honestly don't know where this is going because none of you had seen Paris 13 District before, like the last week or two. So I don't yeah, know. I sure. I would hope that that has a chance, but I'm not really sure. I I got nothing. Yeah, uh, all quiet could be the favorite here. I don't. That's probably could as a possibility. That's I don't know. All right, this is a well, tough one. Well, let's see what happened. I wish I'd loaded up our our uh, our award in here so I could show all the, everyone watching our our almost sideways movie award, which is a bottle of a uh, a bottle of wine uh, that uh, says that says the AS awards because it it's abbreviation. It we need to get that. like reach out to like a, a winery <laughs> to actually make this wine. All right. 
So I, I was thinking about this. Do I say, and the Pinot goes too? Oh, there um, we go. I, <laughs> I like that as a name. That's a, that's a yeah. Good, yeah, I like yeah. that. That's good. I, I, I think that I think it's, it works, especially nice if the bottle picture. of wine is our is our award. All right. Better than the Cab Franc. So best adapted overrated. screenplay. Again, here are the nominees. And the Pinot goes to All Quiet on the Western Front. And here's wow. how the voting went. Poor wow. Top Gun Maverick. It didn't write itself, people. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, hey, The Stranger came in second. I think that's pretty that, impressive. Yeah, that, that was probably the most well liked among us. I, but I have no idea what you guys think of Paris 13th District. So what what it, what is uh what's the verdict? It's a good movie. It's definitely Zach or not. Uh, it's definitely Todd. Um, but watching, I was like, is it a Todd movie? I mean, it's uh, sort of like closer, I guess, in a way. But yeah, I put it on. And I was like, oh shit, I, uh, Ev, you need to leave the room. There's there's <laughs> definitely some nudity right in the beginning. <laughs> I think it's definitely Pearl's favorite movie of the year with all the sex and, and... <laughs> yeah, I was I like, think, whoa, whoa, yeah, I... no, it it was good. It was it was good. I didn't think it was necessarily that great, but I'm not a huge fan of just those like slice of life lived in movies like that. Yeah, I texted so you Todd. you voted it last probably, damn it. I didn't think I put it last. <laughs> Let me look. Go Todd. I texted, go, Todd. Zach. I texted Todd that it's like if if you had a Todd movie and a Zach movie and you put it in a bottle and shook it kind of like a perfect mixture it's basically a french mumblecore movie which is why todd likes it but then it's got some pretentiousness that i really like and dig and like some long conversations that feel like an eric romare movie from the 70s it's in black and white for no apparent reason and then the one color sequence has alice (laughs) Alice, i don't know what what they were thinking there but i do like alice sweet i wish that we had got alice sweet represented on she's not really an exotic dancer but could you call her an exotic dancer she she really was a a a oversight on our power ranking last week yeah i I do like i do like your shout out i mean you had on your on your uh your long list todd um the supporting actress from paris 13 to 13 district i was also yeah Yeah, she was she's yeah from and she was also in tar yeah and uh and whatever um portrait uh, of lady on tar yeah because this movie was also written by celine siama yeah i don't know i mean it it made sense it makes sense that zach loved it but the fact that terry and adam didn't weren't huge fans of it is a little disappointing but okay I do feel like there's some real life parallels with how the Naomi Merlant character, she doesn't like the fact that people think that she's this sex worker, this the sex porn star online because she looks like her. And I feel like that has to be what happens to Adam on a daily basis when people mistake him for Andy <laughs> Dalton. You're like, no, I'm not Andy Dalton. Screw you. I'm going to throw my phone to the ground and I'm going to move and, you know, have to, you know, and then you could actually talk to Andy Dalton and you guys could, well, I don't want to spoil the movie, but you could form a bond. Let's put we need way. we need to have like just a, a set side by side of Adam Daly and Andy Dalton on here so we can show all the viewers anytime we need to that it is uncanny. All right. Well, yeah, once again, our winner, Best Front. Adapted Screenplay, All Quiet on the Western Front. Picks up its first win. Second was The Stranger. Third was The Batman. Fourth, Paris 13th District. Fifth was Pearl. And coming up in sixth, just happy to be nominated, Top Gun Maverick. So what did everyone vote number one? Uh, I did All Quiet on the Western Front. I voted I for voted The Stranger. The, <laughs> I voted The Batman number one. 
And I obviously have Paris 13th district. Wow. <laughs> so that, that, that makes it interesting. Yeah. And it was, uh, let's see here. So, so I, what I did is well, how I did said, that work? Why did so all the, quiet? So the way I, the way them? I did it is, uh, if you, if you were voted first, you got six points, fifth got five or second, you got five, third, you got four, fourth, you got three, fifth, you got two, six, you got one. Um, and so all quiet got 19 points. The stranger got 16. The Batman got 15, uh, Paris 13th district and Pearl tied at 12, but Paris 13th district won the tiebreaker because it had a number one, uh, number one vote and Top Gun Maverick had 10. So Paris 13th district or no, I'm sorry. All quiet. Oh, where did I go? I passed it. Um, I... all quiet had a, a, a first, a second and two thirds. That's why it won. I do think the main actor in that movie is Camille. Solid stick man. I do regret not putting him in the stick man of the year category. I don't even remember who I voted for at the, on, our, on our previous almost side with, but he he made a solid last minute bid. I mean, he was like the coda yeah. of this year in that. He did category. Kid Cudi from X. coming in. Just yeah, oh, yeah, I think he puts Kid Cudi to shame. I think Kid Cudi is power of the dog, and Camille is coda. He just came in with his big swinging dick, big dick energy. And I think he just swept. I just think he got the award. He came uh, in with a broom. Okay. All right. Time to move on from best adapted screenplay on to best original screenplay. And for this, I think we go to Adam first. Going back to the Oscars now. Uh, so, Adam, the uh, nominees for best original screenplay are The Banshees of Inishirin, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. Adam, what should win? Tar. Tar should definitely win. It should win everything. But as uh, Catherine has said, it probably won't win anything. But it should win. All right. Todd? Uh, I mean, it's the Banshees of Inishir, and it's it's the I mean, it's the best movie of the last few years, and uh, the screenplay is is, I mean, it, it's it's perfect. I mean, Martin McDonough is able to like just create his own like aura and his own language and it's it's fantastic all right i have i also have banshees of inishirin i think that should win i'm not yeah. quite as high on it as todd but it's it's pretty high up there zach i mean it's it's certainly in the upper echelon of this category but it's funny because you know when i watched tar it was like yeah it's probably probably my number one number two or number three movie of the year so totally great screenplay. I put I put the kibosh on it. The moment I thought that, I th- then it's like it's not going to win any Oscars. Didn't even win a film indie award. At least at, at least the it Sandman won. won. Well, it won <laughs> cinematography. Great, woohoo! But uh, you know, but Todd Field got to accept the award, and he was still wearing a hat, which I, I think he actually said. I heard him say that he actually has a hat uh, ready for the Oscars. So. He does. He has been going with the hats lately, which is really an interesting look. I gotta say, I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. I never saw him wear a hat like you know on the set of Twister. <laughs> All right, Adam, what could have been nominated? After Sun. I think After Sun is a perfect spot for that movie to be nominated here. That's a good one, Todd. Uh, well, if you're talking things that are within within the realm of possibility, uh, I would say Cha Cha Real Smooth. I, I think that was a really a really fun movie, and it was sort of an, an indie darling that in another year could have been like a huge uh, Spirit Award player and been like the Little Miss Sunshine kind of uh, uh, Oscar nominee for Best Original Screenplay. So that's that's mine. 
my uh my number one original screenplay when we put those together was vengeance uh i i love that movie and i think it it's it's a fun movie with a lot of twists and turns but if we're going to talk about the most one of the more original screenplays that could have been nominated here the unbearable weight of massive talent i mean it was definitely original it was original (laughs) (laughs) It, it it could have showed up here and i would not have argued zach uh, I would go with Emily the Criminal. That was a great screenplay. It was the strength of the movie, and it was, it even made Obama's list of the best movies of the year. So and the and Spirit Award for Best uh, First Screenplay Winner. Yeah. There we go. Now we're I talking. I voted for it. There we go. All right. Now, what uh, what will win, Adam? Banshees of Inisherin. Oh wow, God. Yeah, the this is where the Banshees wins its award. Yeah, even though Everything Everywhere is the front runner, the, the Banshees is is that kind of movie that still it, it it in a way it'll it'll take away from the Best Picture winner a little bit. This one category, I mean, it happens every now and then, and it just feels like the the time that like, this is where we get Mark Mark McDonough to go up there for the first time since he won for Best First Feature back in or Best uh, Live Action Short back in the mid two thousands or whatever. So yeah, Banshee is gonna win. Uh, I might switch to Banshees between now and next Sunday, but right now I'm saying everything everywhere all at once. I think this is this is where the, the train starts rolling for it. So, Zach? Have you seen the Martin McDonough short, Todd, that actually won? Six, six Shooter, yeah, I've seen it. Oh, okay. Uh, is it any good? Oh, or yeah, like... of course. Everything he does McDonough. is good. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, uh, it's everything everywhere all at once. E- easy call, I think. I don't. How is it gonna? How is it gonna win best original screenplay though? What did it do that's gonna make it win screenplay? I'm not most saying it's justified. Screenplay. I'm not saying I would ever vote for it. I'm saying it is going to win though. Yeah, if it if it wins, it would be it'd be in that category of most original screenplay, and and that's why it would win. No, what was the last time it's a best picture? Multiverse. That's all. Was the last time original picture won but didn't win screenplay? Was it uh, Shape of Water? Maybe. Uh, Nomadland didn't win. Nomadland? Oh. oh, because what? The father won? Yeah, the father won. Okay. Well, usually a best picture will win screenplay. All right. Well, let's switch gears into uh, the Almost Sideways Awards for Best Original Screenplay. So let's remind everyone the nominees for Best Original Screenplay from us are After Sun, Babylon, The Banshees of Inishirin. On the count of three, Tar and Till. All right. Great job by us. That's, That's a good, solid list. It is a good list. Any uh, any predictions on where you think this is going to go, guys? I watched I, two of these this week on the count of three and Till. Really good watches, I would say that. So, I'd be really shocked if Banshees didn't win. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that, that's got to be the front runner. That's like minus 400. All right. No, it's like minus 1,000. You got to put up a thousand dollars to win one dollar. I, I did have, and you can't parlay it with anything. It's like no. that's its own bet. Yeah. I did watch. Uh, I watched um, on the count of three this week, and I think I texted to Zach. I think it was Zach. Yeah, I haven't that, heard anything about that. I I, wa- I well, I just simply texted him that I, I had to watch four movies for our awards this week, and all of them were about death. Because um, <laughs> yeah. I had to watch on the count of three. Yeah. Uh, after sun vortex and living um so it was a, it was a really, really cheerful death. week here 
at the Plucknet house. Um, all right. Anyways, so uh, we'll, we'll talk about it after we uh, after we reveal the winner here. So again, here are our nominees, and the winner, the Pino, goes to for best original screenplay. Tar. No way. <laughs> how? And here's how the voting went. Tar won. Dude, the On the count of three, took second. <laughs> Zach, what did you do? The Where Banshees of Inishirin was third. After Sun, fourth. Till fifth, and Babylon finishes in sixth. Hey, Zach, look, what the hell did you do? I'm like I'm like the Grumlin guys on Apollo 13. Don't look at me. <laughs> no. uh, I might have f- this one. <laughs> Adam, no, you, what, you messed up best director. You, you, were you trying to rig it for Tar? What were so you doing? Tar, Tar had two firsts, a second and a third. Banshees had two firsts, a fifth and a sixth. Oh, um, you guys suck. What, on what the count of three, had two seconds and That's two funny. thirds, which is what put it in second. Well, I will tell you, I was not the one that put it sixth. Adam, what were you, what were you thinking? <laughs> I just like the other movies better. Like they were better written. I was more engaged to them. I didn't really think like Banshees. Well, too I, much. he he was not. He's never been the biggest Banshees fan. We we've, we've established that this. is true. Oh, that is so sad. How <laughs> Banshees is going to go home with no awards? No. Well, I, that's not true. No, no, not true. I don't. I, I did vote at number one on one of them. So just. Uh, oh well, thanks. Well, it's let, not let... going to. It didn't win original <laughs> screenplay. I love that this is the most animated Todd has been on this podcast. Oh like, man! Well, all right, okay. This we need is the to one stop. Time it was going to win. <laughs> we need to stop and talk about on the count of three for a second here because that movie is brilliant. It is brilliant. We're going to deep dive it in four years. We Just get we, ready. We for have it. to do. We have to do something with it because my word, that's such a good movie. Okay, um, so who had the right category placement for the actors? That's what I want to know because I had Christopher Abbott's lead. And uh, uh, and Zach had supporting. him supporting. I think they're co-leads. I think it, uh, it it's it's like full on Thelma and Louise territory. They're co-leads. I could see that. I could see that more more than putting Abbott in supporting because I think Abbott is the main character. Abbott doesn't have any scenes by himself in the movie, does he? I mean, I don't remember. Like, this like... is my last resort. Yeah, he had the whole scene <laughs> where he was talking to the lady in the. Uh therapy session like that's like oh yeah but that was like 10 seconds okay and, ta- I mean, and talking to the talking to the guy the the bully from high school yeah i guess that's to, that was probably uh, the worst scene in the movie talking to uh gene too in the hallway who i'm glad oh. we all liked oh. on the count of three. Oh, yeah i had that i had it number 12 of the year so that i mean I, I have no problem with that being in our top that was, screenplays, but that I mean, was come, oh, that was always going to be a movie that we all liked. That was like the stranger. If we didn't like on the count of three, we don't know we're, we're lost <laughs> as a podcast. So, so Tar came in with twenty one points on the count of three, eighteen points. Banshees fifteen points. After Sun thirteen points. Till ten points, and Babylon seven points. Oh, that sucks for Babylon. I mean, Babylon it was it got, it a, got six, a bunch of six and a five. It right? got the nomination, but. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, it had a fourth, a fifth, and two sixths. Uh, it sounds like fifth, some alcohol. But it, but so, I, how did the, it get nominated? It got nominated. How was because... Vortex not nominated? So somebody had to have had a number one, right? Or 
or in their top three, and then they, but it wasn't in the top three. After, okay, because after they watched Galvacano three, I guess. Yeah, yeah I had. Was... I think I had it high up on my original nomination list, and then I saw on the count of three until, and I had ranked those better than Babylon. I see. Originally, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, let's see here. A fourth and a sixth. On on the uh, on the on their original so it didn't necessarily drop down well i mean i guess i guess this and this is why we watch each other's movies so that we actually understand <laughs> yeah where we're coming from so man okay. adam hasn't watched elvis though i wonder if he would put it for his original screenplay winner i i can't i forgot there wasn't nominated for anything like any we, we didn't give we it didn't nominate nomination. elvis anywhere not even we didn't even nominate man. tom hanks for worst performance <laughs> Uh, he was true. at least mentioned, but then we went Ben Wish off a woman talking. So yeah, yeah. All right, <laughs> time to move on to the next category. It is now time for best supporting actress. And Todd, we're going to you first for our Oscar talk. So the nominees for best supporting actress are Angela Bassett for Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, Hong Chow for The Whale, Carrie Condon for The Banshees of Inisherin, Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Stephanie Hsu Everything Everywhere All at Once. Todd, what should win? I mean, none of these uh, make my personal list, uh, but I, I, Carrie Condon ranked the highest when we did our top tens. I, I think that her performance is, um, it's it's the uh, the the less flashy of of the the performances in in a really great movie, but she is is still terrific and and does have her moment to shine. So. I think she should win. Yeah, she's really good. Uh, the one I'm going to go with for who should win is Hong Chow. Um, I don't know what it is about her, but in both of her performances in 2022, she just has this magnetic presence to her where she steals every scene she's in. And her in The Whale, I mean, she's she kind of steals the movie, I feel like. And uh, and she steals, she steals her scenes in the menu also, but... Uh, yeah, I I just kind of fell in love with her performance, her performances, and uh, and so I think I think she might be the strongest in this uh, in this group here. Zach, I would go Carrie Condon. I feel bad for Todd; he needs some relief after Banshee's not getting the screenplay award. Uh, but uh, I, I seriously would go Carrie Condon, mostly because her name is Siobhan. <laughs> Siobhan. <laughs> easy call adam who should win um hong chow uh she's brilliant in the menu and uh, not meant the whale and uh, <laughs> uh yeah that she's was a Freudian slip no yeah do you think anybody way. actually thinks she's better in the whale than in the menu she's got more to do in the whale than she did in the menu yeah i mean she, she's she's great in 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 the whale i mean in the menu she's she's a scene stealer but she's not she's not she doesn't give a great performance she she's a candidate for favorite minor character in the menu. i was much more impressed with her in the menu but also it's because it's a substantially better movie todd who could have been nominated well the, the, i mean the real answer here is michelle williams right i, th- I think we all yeah know. i think that's the real answer <laughs> michelle williams yeah because i mean i mean like we said earlier my nomi merlant is my is my number one supporting actress uh, but she was never going to get nominated for Paris District. But she may have for Tar. Maybe maybe I should just say her. So either so one of those two. Either Nomi Merlant for the movie. I'm I'm not saying or uh, or Michelle Williams. 
So on uh, on my list, uh, the one I want to shout out. It's time to it's time to mention it. It's time to to shoot the elephant in the room. Uh, who sh- who could have been nominated here is Mariana Trevino for A Man Called Otto. Um, Zach's the only one that's seen this movie so far, but I think he might even say that she is a scene stealer in this, and she could totally have have uh no he hated he hated no, everything about it i would it. not say that <laughs> anyways she is a scene like, stealer in this she's a i liked otto's wife more that that her, otto's wife's performance was more impressive i don't know who that actress is but yeah i don't know i mariana trevino i i loved her she's a neighbor across the street i thought i thought <laughs> it was good funny comment from uh putin's cat um when I go back in time 10 years and I get a billion dollars, I'll marry Hong Chow. There we go. All right. All right. Anyway. (laughs) I will marry her. Okay. I will marry her. Zach. Uh, I would go with Lashana Lynch. I know she's nominated for the Almost Sideways Awards. Uh, Low-key, though, I would also sure. consider Thusu uh, Mbudu Mb- Mb- yeah, uh, from uh, The Woman King. I don't know if she's truly supporting, but she's both probably of them were great. Yeah, that, sound, I mean, that sounds like some Chris, Chris O'Donnell and Central Woman category fraud kind of thing. Well, listen, there. neither of them are the Woman King, so I think by definition they are not <laughs> leads in the movie, but both of them but are But Boyega is the king, though. John. That, well, that's true. That's right. John, He's not John a woman. Boyega. Who's Daniel Boyega? I don't think I have that's a no person. Idea. Okay. Sounds like a basketball <laughs> player. Probably. I'm Adam, really tell intrigued. us. Adam, oh, tell us why Carrie Mulligan and she said should have been nominated. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that that was actually another one I was going to mention, but Adam hasn't seen it, so he's going to. That was funny, it. Terry. That was, that was your best line of the. <laughs> Wait, Adam hasn't <laughs> seen. She said, no, "No, that's why he mentioned it. For it could have been nominated for adapted screenplay." Oh, okay. Yeah, I know it's streaming on Peacock. I know. Okay. Um, Nina Haas for Tar. That's who I have down as it could be nominated. That's a good one. That's a good one. Spirit right. Spirit Award nominated though. Oh, there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, who will win, Todd? Uh, so I've been saying for months on this podcast that um, Carrie Condon is Tilda Swinton in Michael Clayton. She is going to win the Oscar, even though she only really has one award, which is BAFTA, which is what Tilda Swinton had. Um, she is going to get it over the the two overdue veterans who are going to cancel each other out, Stephanie Shue. I did actually put some money on Stephanie Shue at like 20 to 1, which I still am okay with th- those odds because uh, everyone seems to love her. But uh, Carrie Condon, I think, is the, is the eventual winner of, of the Oscar. Yeah, we've kind of talked about how it it, it kind of has that parallel with the 07, 07 awards where everyone won something. The veteran won the SAG, right? Ruby D won the SAG that year for... Um, right. Amy Ryan won the Critics' Choice. Uh, Kate Blanchett won the the Golden Globe. And then Tilda Swinton won her first award of the entire award season at BAFTA and then took the Oscar as well. And then there was a fifth one that was just happy to be there. Yeah. Saoirse which, Ronan. in this case, is Hong Chao. Exactly. We, well, but at least Saoirse Ronan had been nominated other places. Hong Chao just sort of like showed up like in a... a ba- basically, Marissa Tomei in The Wrestler kind of way. It's it's nice that she got her nomination, though. I mean, she almost got nominated a few years ago for Downsizing. I'm glad that she's getting nominated for The Whale instead of Downsizing. 
Absolutely. Um, I'm I'm gonna stick with Angela Bassett for now. Um, wow. I, I don't even think she's in second place. I don't know. I, I've okay. heard some people say that she's basically Sylvester Stallone in Creed, where she everyone yeah. thought it was gonna be her, and then it just kind of slowly started to fade away. But nobody I don't know. thought it was gonna be her. Like everyone thought Sylvester Stallone before award season, even, and then Angela Bassett only is being talked about because of the Golden Globes, basically. Yeah, she won the Golden Globe. And that was Gary when, that, when, the her, BAFTA, when Jamie Lee Curtis won the SAG. Stephanie Shu won the Spirit. Um, no. Didn't she? She won uh, Best uh, Breakthrough. Oh, she won yeah, Breakthrough. She won A Spirit. Yeah, the um, Spirit Awards are all neutral. Um, yeah, yeah oh, we went right, to Kiki right. Kwan. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I, I think... I don't know. I feel like nothing really feels right, so... Angela Bassett feels feels the the least wrong. <laughs> I Harry don't know. Condon Harry is the Condon one that, that, that's going to have like Harry it's Condon the feels like support. default. Yeah, she feels like if you're going to just pick the default winner, like she's been in this race since the movie was announced, and uh, so I feel like she might be it. But I'm going to stick with Angela Bassett for now. I might okay. change that by the time we get to actually posting our predictions, but. Zach, what do you think? I think this is a two-way race. Uh, I think it is between Jamie Lee Curtis and Stephanie Sue. Uh, I do <laughs> oh not think God. the Oscars would ever give a major award to a Marvel movie, so they're going to give it to a multiverse movie instead. Um, let's see. Uh, I think it really just comes down to who's had the better social media campaign and the better campaigning. So on the one hand, you got Jamie Lee Curtis, who you know was kissing... Uh, Michelle Yeoh, and you know she's been great on social media. But Stephanie Sue was on uh, Jimmy Fallon the other night and w- was really uh, winning and charming. She had a great kind of viral photo where she was holding up something. Um, she was also on this week's episode of Poker Face. Uh, yeah, but and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was in uh, a very un- not liked mo- uh, Halloween movie this year. I'm gonna go Stephanie Sue. <clears throat> Think, that's, why I, that's why 20 to 1 I, seemed like I, really good odds. I, that's why I was like... I it's, it's going to everything, everywhere, all at once. The question is, Stephanie Sue is in the movie longer than Jamie Lee Curtis, and I think she has a more emotionally resonant arc to her story with vapid Oscar voters. So, I, I, really, I think she's just played social campaigning better than uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, my goodness. This is tough. You guys can hear me? Yeah, we can hear yeah. you. Okay, cool. I was making sure I unmuted my mic. Uh, all right. Uh, so who do I have? I think what hurt Angela Bassett was that she did a thing with that that rap song that uh, uh, DeBose did at that one award show. I don't know. Was that the, uh, the BAFTA? I think so. Angela Bassett did a thing. I don't know. That's pretty catchy, though. But Carrie right uh, Condon. I'm, I'm switching it up. I had Bassett wrote down, but I'm going to go with Carrie Condon. I think that... She's going to come in and kind of get that win for Banshees there. Uh, but I can definitely see the – I would be happy with anybody but Jamie Lee Curtis for some reason. I just – I don't know. It just seems like it's such a weird win because she's yeah, not really a performant performance. <laughs> I don't know. I want to, I want to, this, like Carrie Condon also is the thing. It's like, what is her, what is her Oscar clip going to be? It's, it's like Mark Wahlberg where there isn't a single scene in that movie where she doesn't say feckin'. I got. Are they going to put that on ABC? I don't know. What's the think, scene? That, what is even the scene they're going to show with Jamie Lee Curtis? 
gonna be her like <laughs> you got you ordered a karaoke machine that's gonna be the yeah, one i think it's gotta be hot dog fingers but listen i mean the oh, i think the, the elephant in the room is that michelle williams isn't in this category and it's just hilarious like if jamie lee curtis wins which i think she has a very good shot of the, would that performance ever beat out michelle williams if michelle williams had been nominated well yeah. no i I see. I mean, and there's still an argument for Michelle Williams, the best actress, I think, just in a Kate Winslet and the reader kind of way. But I, Michelle Williams would absolutely be steamrolling this for sure. This would be yeah as big of a lock as any category. Yep. All right. Well, let's see what we did. So we did better. We did way better. I think we did. Our nominees for best supporting actress at the Almost Sideways Awards are. Angela Bassett for Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Hong Chow for The Whale, Carrie Condon for The Banshees of Inishirin, Lashana Lynch for The Woman King, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, and Amy Lou Wood for Living. Any thoughts on what's going to happen? Amy Lou Wood is our Andrea Riseborough. You know, got, got some <laughs> writing votes, our yes. social media campaigns. I'm all for it. Let's My guess it. here is that we uh, have Lashana Lynch. Dude, I, think we all, I think we all love that performance. It's got to be the top three. Else. Hold on, what before? Um, yeah, Michelle Williams is so underrated. Agreed. I mean, it's true. Blue Valentine. Let's go. Manchester by the Sea. Let's go. Dawson's okay. Creek. Uh, my week with Marilyn. The the, the, uh, the Lars and the Real Girl. Oh, Ooh. there we go. Yeah. yeah. How about Schenectady? Michelle Williams York. isn't in Lars and the Real Girl, isn't no. she? No, no, he's speaking of Emily Mortimer again. Oh, Venom. Yeah, are you sure? Venom yeah, too. Positive. Yeah, she's like the like one that works at the Kelly store. Kelly Garner. Kelly Garner. Okay, maybe not. Anyways, all right, we'll talk a little bit more about these movies after we reveal the winners. Here we go. So once again, here are the nominees and best supporting actress. The Pino goes to. Lashana Lynch for The <laughs> Woman it. King. Yes. Here's how the voting went. Number two wow. is Carrie Condon. Number three, Hong Chow. Number four, Amy Lou Wood. Number five, Michelle Williams. And number six, Angela Bassett. I'm surprised Michelle Williams is that low. So there was a three-way tie for third. And after going through the series of tiebreakers, Hong Chow came out third. Amy Lou Wood, Amy Lou Wood came out fourth. And Michelle Williams came out fifth. Nice. So, there we go. How many points did she win by? Uh, a lot. Lashana Lynch had twenty points. Carrie Condon had fourteen. Wow. Um, Hong Chow, Amy Lou Wood, and Michelle Williams were tied at thirteen, and then Angela Bassett had eleven. Who had her? Who did anybody do? What did? Where did put people vote Lynch at? That who? I, I had, had her. Lashana uh, Lynch one. She was, had she was the only uh, one had two ones and two threes. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. And uh, Carrie Condon had uh, a two, a three, a four, and a five. I had Amy Lou Wood number one. I had her at four. Amy Lou Wood. Terry had her at six. I, I had, her had her fourth, but she I was had her in my six. top ten, which is why she got nominated. <laughs> yeah. I had her sixth. I, I texted Zach about this at one point. He wasn't I said, impressed. It's, it's a good performance. Like, it's a it's a really good performance. I feel like it's a very low war performance though. Like I've seen this performance before. 
Like this is this is uh this is Kira Knightley in the Imitation Game. This is Lily James in Darkest Hour. This is she is British. That's this that's is, a fair point. This this is the 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 girl the young naive girl who provides uh, clarity and a different outlook on life to the rigid stuck in the mud older British man. Yeah, like it, that one that one movie with Peter O'Toole where he's like old and dying. Um, Venice. Venus. Venus. Venice. <laughs> Venus. I like how we had Venice. three different pronunciations of that. Yeah. It does look like it could be pronounced Venice because it has a U.S. <laughs> but it's it's Venus. Anyways, uh, no, I it was it was it was a fine performance. It, it was it was not the most impressive performance in that movie, though. So. um. Yeah. Anyways, Lashana Lynch and and originally when we did our nominations, Lashana Lynch was like, uh, like she almost was, she was like one of the biggest front runners and blowaways of anybody. So there was no doubt she was winning this thing. I think that was pretty pretty cool. Yeah, can't wait to see her on IMDb. I don't think she has any wins for that movie. Even like, I think we are. The first one that is going to be on IMDb for Tara, you should find her Twitter yeah. and say, "Hey, you just won." You just want a Pino for the Pino. almost sideways boards. <laughs> Can you come on there our podcast? Go. Does she even Lynch. have an IMDb? She won the Rising Star Award last year for James Bond. Uh, that was for No Time to Die. Yeah, she was in No Time to Die. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Well, she was supposed to be the next Bond. Like everyone was saying that. Oh uh, yeah, no, she she has like. Oh, no awards to her name. She has like six nominations for the Woman King and No Time to Die, and that's it. So yeah, well, we, we gave her a win. Can we? That was a resounding win. That's good. That's good. We, we all agreed when we reviewed that too that like she was like the crown, the crown jewel of that movie, right? I think we all freaked out too when she got nominated too. It's like, yeah, she got in. Lashana <laughs> Lynch, send us your address. We will send you a ten dollar pino. <laughs> 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 all right let's move on supporting actor time so uh i'm first on this one supporting actor nominees at the oscars are brendan gleason for the banshees of Inishirin, brian tyree henry for causeway judd hirsch for the fablemans for some reason Barry Keegan for the Banshees of Inishirin and Kihi Kwan for everything everywhere all at once. Well, let's get this out of the way right now. Kihi Kwan is winning. Uh, oh, and the $30 shipping. Thanks, Cassie. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Kihi Kwan's winning. Let, let, we'll just get that out of the way right yeah. now. Um, yeah. Who should win? One of the Banshees boys. I, I probably prefer Barry Keegan, but either one of them I'd be fine with. Zach, what about you? Uh, I would I would go with Brandon Gleason. By far, I actually think Barry Keoghan, our our boy, is overrated in the movie. Ooh, but I, I'm the only one who thinks that. I didn't like his scenes. I you know I've I've said this before, but Brandon Gleason was brilliant, and uh, he's absolutely deserving of the Oscar. Well, get, there goes that dream. Wow, my dream, wow. the dream. Adam, uh, I like Brendan Gleeson a lot. He's probably the one who should win this one. But I got to mention Brian Tyree Henry here. I, that's who I voted for at the Spirit Awards. Love that performance from Causeway. It's one of those uh, kind of he's the character you kind of want to hang out with. I would love to go to an AMC movie with him. Probably, you know, 
Uh, definitely, that's where you go to for the magic with not Nicole Kidman. Kidman. No, no, Brian Tyree Henry. But uh, okay, but what you said you said Brendan Gleeson should win, but I'm going to say Brian I'm going to Ty- mention Brian Tyree Henry. But okay. I wrote down Brendan Gleeson is okay. the one who should but win. Should After win. you watch Elvis, can you vote for Tom Hanks? No. There we go. There we, yeah. <laughs> Geppetto. God. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm in the same boat as the last two guys. Brendan Gleeson should be winning this. Like I I said when we reviewed that, that it felt like when I watched uh, Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that like I felt like I just watched the best supporting actor winner. Unfortunately, people think Ki Hyo Kwan is pretty good in some other movie, but Brendan Gleeson is <laughs> some um, movie. is uh, is absolutely astonishing, and it is the best performance of, of it's the best performance of his career. <laughs> Him winning this Oscar though, Kiki Kwan, it's going to be awesome to see short round the 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 anime or the TV show on Disney Plus in a couple of years. Like it, it's going to happen. He's going to become back as short round in, in, in Indiana Jones spinoff. Just you watch. I could see that happen. Yeah. Or well, when he'll, he'll come mean, back I, as like the new Indiana Jones. Well, that's the thing. They're they're going to program the new trailer drop for Indiana Jones right after he wins, right? I mean, they've already planned that. Yeah, what is they the chance to. that Polly Shore is at the Oscars when uh, Bren Fraser and Kihu Kwan are going to win his former co-stars in uh, Biodome? But no, in uh, what's the Airheads. other ones? Encino Man. Encino Man. Yeah, uh, yeah. That'd be fun. See, he he should he should present one of the awards. He might be there. I I I bet that they're they're planning this shit. If if he's still alive, I don't even know if he is. Polly Shore? Yeah, he's gonna be the he's gonna be Wasn't the, that a movie? Polly Shore is dead. Yeah, probably. There probably. is a movie that, but he's gonna be at the Tacoma Comedy Club in like August. Wow. <laughs> Love that you knew that. Yeah. Well then he can't be at the Oscars <laughs> next Sunday. I like that there's a Tacoma. It's a long, it's a long walk. <laughs> All right. Uh let's see here. Who could have been nominated? I'm gonna shout out two different people that were not nominated uh at the Oscars or for our awards. Uh, but they were high up on my list. Uh, first, Harry Melling in The Pale Blue Eye playing Edgar Allan Poe. I thought that was a nice. really cool performance. The other one is Ashton Kutcher for Vengeance. Um, it, it's such a bizarre performance, but it's it's so cool and so just not Ashton Kutcher in so many ways. It, it was something about, something about him. He just, like, he was a douche, but at the same time, you couldn't help but be completely obsessed with him. I don't know. It was cool. So those are my two that I'm going to shout out that I know no one else is going to mention. So Zach. Well, the two that I have are both considered lead actors by you guys, but I consider them supporting. I would say Diego Calvin, Sean Harris, but I, are they leads? Are they supporting? I consider them supporting because I think that there are characters with more prominent screen time in both movies, but they're both fantastic. And I, would, I wouldn't have cared whether lead or supporting. They both deserve nominations. I, I would listen to Diego Calvin being supporting, but Sean Harris is, is definitely a lead. Someone else has a, has a comment on who should have been nominated. Yes. There we go. We'll we, we hear about that in a minute. Right? We will hear about that in a minute because he was nominated for us. He was yeah. nominated oh, at the Almost Sideways Awards. So, But not necessarily for, for the uh, movie what you think. think. Yeah. Adam. Uh, I'm going to go mention this is a good opportunity to mention Ethan Hawke for the Black Phone. Uh, yeah, that's who I really liked. I like him in Glass Onion. You also like the the pitcher, Bruce Yamada. Yeah, Bruce Yamada. Yep, that's a really good one. And then, um, yeah, Daniel Brühl also for All Quiet. Another one I would sure. mention. Yeah, I had really Ethan Hawke in my top ten, but for Raymond and Ray. 
Yeah. Which I'm still the only one that's seen that. Someone else, please see that movie. Todd, I know I, okay. it's an Ethan Hawke movie. You got to watch it. I know. I'll see it eventually. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna he's gonna go start doing his new series called The Hawk's Nest, where he watches all the uh, Ethan Hawke movies. <laughs> Is it that's not bad? E? That's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> the but there's like well, there's like three he hasn't seen. So well, he can re-review them. No. <laughs> Um, so uh, other than of course Mark Rylance and Bones and all one of the great performances of the year I'm going to say the one that I was pissed that you guys did not nominate for our awards and that's Pedro Mascal for (laughs) for unbearable weight of massive talent it's a good one it's just when I saw that performance I was like this is my supporting actor winner I I thought it was and it it really remained up there and even watching it again I'm like yeah he's so fantastic I don't know he yeah, should, he should have been nominated. The Oscars are definitely regretting not nominating him to get some viewers <laughs> from The Last of Us, and it would have been and so Mandalorian, and the Mandalorian, for, yeah, and the Mandalorian, and but the bubble. That of course, <laughs> I, I think we should specify. Well, you're talking. You're not. Are you talking about the bubble, Todd? You, you weren't referring to that, Javi. <laughs> <laughs> he was talking about Javi. Uh. All right. Well, and we we've already established Kiki Kwan is going to win this. This is the biggest lock of the night. All right. So now let's talk about the almost sideways awards. The nominations for best supporting actor by us are just to remind everyone, Paul Dano for The Batman, Brendan Gleeson for The Banshees of Inishirin, Barry Keegan for The Banshees of Inishirin, Rory Kinnear for Men. I love that yeah. nomination. Yeah. Brad Pitt for Babylon and Miles Teller for Top Gun Maverick. What do you guys think? I have a question. This is going to be the interesting thing. If we go back and do this for other years, do you think Rory Kinnear's record of being nominated three times in one award show would ever be broken? <laughs> is, that, is that a possibility? Like he is, he has the highest nominations for a single award show. It's true. It's true. Almost I, as many as Barry Fitzgerald. <laughs> Pearl would get that reference. Yeah, she would. Yeah, that's true. And and he's nominated for like three different performances in the same movie. Yeah, punchable kid face. Uh, yeah, a punchable kid face. What was the other one? Odd would vote. The the most Nicholas Cage performance. Oh yeah, okay, like the yeah. whole thing. All right. Well, if we're if we're talking about who's going to win this, it's going to. I I have a hard time thinking it's not going to be Brendan Gleeson. Yeah, this is where Banshees gets its win with the most nom. If it doesn't win here, it's going to get the most nominations without a win. It's going to be. It's going to be like. Uh, going to what movie? The Color Purple. Yeah, it could be that one, but there—I um, don't know. I can't. There was another one. Never mind. All right. Well, let's 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 see what happened. All right. Uh, best supporting actor, and the Pino goes to Brendan Gleeson for the Banshees of Inisherin. Yay! Paul Dano number two. Paul Dano number two. <laughs> Barry Keegan number three. Rory Kinnear four. Brad Pitt five, and Miles Teller. Six. Was Brendan Gleeson nomination a joke. Was that a I was the only one that didn't put Brendan Gleeson number one. I had him number two for Barry Keegan. Wow, so he So he almost swept. You should win like a double Pino for that. You should win like a 61 Cheval Blanc if you uh get all four <laughs> <of them on. laughs> Nice. Miles Teller the hate it, it, it he was, was not happy a, to be nominated. It was not so a, Terry had him in his top ten, is what we're saying, right? What? Who Miles, Miles Teller? Teller? No, I did. He was like number three in my top ten. He was he was number two for Adam, and he was number ten for me. So there that's how we got. That's in, how we yeah. got in. Adam that's how we got in. Elvis. 
Yeah. <laughs> I might not keep joking around about it. I might not so, watch it anymore. <laughs> so I Bre- hope you Brendan Gleason, Brendan Gleason had 23 points out of a possible 24. Nice. Uh Paul Dano had 16. Barry Keegan and Roy Kinnear each had 13, but Barry Keegan won the tiebreaker. Uh Brad Pitt had 10 and Miles Teller had nine. Nice. There you go. That was almost my exact rankings. So <laughs> that's good. All right. Let's move on. Best actress. And Zach, you're first on this one for the Oscar talk. The Oscars have Kate Blanchett for Tar, Anna de Armas for Blonde, Andrea Riseborough for To Leslie, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, and Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Zach, who should win? Uh, I believe it should be Kate Blanchett. If you haven't been watching this podcast, uh, I'm a big Tar fan. Adam, who should win? <laughs> Andrea Riseborough. No, um, it should be Kate Blanchett as well. Todd, Kate Blanchett. Yeah, it's Kate Blanchett. That's who should win this. Uh, Zach, who could have been nominated? Well, you know, originally when I reviewed Tar. Uh, before you guys saw it, I said that Kate Blanchett was the second best performance of the year. I originally ranked Anna Maria Bartolomé as my number one. I don't know. It's I mean, it's a toss up. Uh, she's the lead actress from Happening, who strangely didn't even get nominated at the Almost. Happening was not nominated at all for any of the Almost Sideways Awards, which I find very curious. But anyway, uh, yes, uh, Happening was a deeply great movie that should have been represented in some Adam, how about you? Uh, Rebecca Hall. I'll champion that one. Uh, great performance there. Uh, she's amazing in Resurrection. Todd? Uh, yeah, and again, if we're talking within the realm of possibility, I would say uh, Tang Wei for Decision to Leave, mm. a movie that was overlooked uh, by the Oscars and by basically everybody outside of just a few like uh, nominees for international film so yeah Tang Wei was amazing in the movie and my pick is from my number two movie of the year it's Daniel yeah. Deadweiler for yep. Till yep yep yep, yep. Good, that's good. that's the one I think should have it, it could have been here it should have been here should have been and Viola Davis I think but it's nominated for our awards it is nominated for our awards yeah oh that's right because I was going to pick something that was nominated for our awards all right let me look at my list um so if I'm going for something that was nominated for anything uh Olivia Coleman for Empire of Light Yep. It's a manic performance, but it's a great performance. And um and she I, I think she could have easily been in this uh in this conversation. Especially since she's Olivia Coleman. Like I think I, I even nom I predicted a surprise like poll for uh for her to get in when we were predicting the nominations for the Oscars. All right. Zach, who will win? Uh Michelle Yo. Pretty pretty easy call. Um, yeah, uh, Kate Blanchett has said that she doesn't care about awards. She's you know given her blessing to Michelle Yeoh. I think it's over. Yeah, that Adam. really worked when um, when uh, Meryl Streep did that for Viola Davis, or you know when uh, Iron Francis McDormand La- did that. Iron Lady last... was not nominated for Best Picture. <laughs> Francis McDormand did that uh, for Nomadland. It's really really worked for her too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Adam, what do you think? I hope you're right. It's a campaign choice. It's like, oh yeah, we like her because she's actually giving it to another person. Like it's 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 working. 
Kate Blanchett has won two Oscars. Michelle Yeoh hasn't hasn't been anywhere in the awards circuit the last twenty years. I think they 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 love the comeback story. That's that's the whole reason behind this movie's popularity, right? Is the narrative behind it? Kate Blanchett doesn't have a narrative except that she's already won two Oscars, and because she's like the best actor in the world, and she gave her best performance ever. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't disagree with that, but I think the voters are stupid. It is the Oscars. It's not the Almost Sideways Awards. They gave Meryl Streep a third. They gave Daniel Day-Lewis a third. They gave Frances McDormand a third. They gave Walter Brennan a third in 1940. That's true. Pearl. We got to keep speaking to our demographic here. Pearl is watching. All right, Adam, who do you think will win? She might have had a heart attack. She might have pulled a vortex on her. She might be gone. Pearl might have been watching with... with, uh, uh, Angelina Jolie and Changeling when she was watching the 1935 yeah, Oscars. That's true. Angelina <laughs> talking about how, how overrated Cleopatra is. One night. <laughs> yeah, she's always. All right. Uh, well, it's the one line I remember for that movie is that she said Cleopatra was overrated. I, it's strangely strange you say that because that's the one scene from that movie I remember. <laughs> <laughs> it says more about us than it says about the movie. We should deep dive that. It's 15 we years. We should. We should. That has a kid that you want to punch, right? Because he's not the real kid. So Todd, Todd would actually I think get that both versions right. probably are punchable faces. What's his name? Walter? Is that the kid's name? Yeah, that does sound right. Adam, <laughs> who will win Best Actress? <laughs> All right. Uh, it's going to be the actress in a film that I need to watch for the very first time. Elvis. Uh, no, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. So Michelle oh. Yeoh is going to win. Never seen Crouching Tiger. It's coming back to theaters. So I might go see this. I might go That's see this in theater. Yeah. All right, Todd. Who will win? It's it's still going to be Kate Blanchett. I mean, it, it's the Oscar voters. the The Oscar voters have a large contingent of international voters, and the international pretty much were overwhelmingly in for, in favor of Kate Blanchett at the BAFTAs and the Golden Globes. It, uh, the SAG doesn't necessarily matter in this case. It's uh it's Kate Blanchett. I've been going back and forth on this. Right now, I'm saying Michelle Yeoh. By next Sunday, I might be saying Kate Blanchett. I don't know, but the way the way things are looking, it's looking like everything everywhere is just gonna be everything everywhere. So, um, all at once, all at once. So Michelle Yeoh, for now. Okay. But if the voters watch the movie, they're gonna be like, no. <laughs> but they. Won't. I saw. They, they, I saw someone. It. I saw someone tweet recently that uh, they talked to an Oscar voter that said they haven't seen Triangle of Sadness yet because the title makes it sound too sad to watch. Yeah. These are the voters you think are going to make the right decision? <laughs> Anyways. I don't know why you think international voters would, would that would be an advantage for Blanchett. I think that would be an advantage for the international star in Michelle Yeoh, but... Well, no, because the because BAFTA went, went for Kate Blanchett and that that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, and I mean, it's it happens, and the the case to be I, made for for Tar is that if it does the if the Oscars are doing the thing where like they don't want to give everything everywhere a million awards, they want to spread the wealth. That's probably the best case, and and we may find that out early in the night if everywhere doesn't get a lot of texts. Then I would like that the odds. I I like this as an in game bet. You know, let, let's let's I'll go an hour in. <laughs> If everywhere all at once really hasn't picked up anything, then I kind of like the Kate Blanchett odds. But uh, so we have multiple 
early betting things like the makeup <laughs> makeup is one for best actor and then yeah yeah like, like what every, editing what well, it depends ed on when they, where they put editing like okay like, how about this if banshees win screenplay then i would believe that blanchette will win best actress i will i will i'll put it put it that way that's okay an interesting way of looking at it but okay i can see it it's a bold move cotton it's a bold move cotton Let's see how it plays out for him do you want to hear my theory on everything everywhere all at once? We're going long enough anyway. I feel like this year has two historical precedents. It's either 2008 with Slumdog Millionaire or it's 2002 with Chicago. Slumdog Millionaire and Chicago were both heavy favorites going into the ceremony. Slumdog Millionaire won everything. Chicago was kind of a disappointment. It didn't win some of the texts that they thought it would win. Rob Marshall didn't win. It was somewhat of a... Um, close call when it got to best picture because it seemed like the penis was the movie with the momentum so i do feel like it uh, it under it could underperform a little bit i just don't see a movie like the pianist that could really dethrone it in any way well no see for me it's like uh everything everywhere is la la land it's going to win director and probably uh, a few texts but it's going to eventually be the movie that is a little bit more divisive in best picture and, and lose that well, we should we should hold this thought until our best picture, you know, predictions. Yeah. I all right. Just but it could win best actress, I guess, in that case. But it'll have one one acting win, which will be Kiku Kwan. Well, let's talk about best actress in our awards. And uh, oh, here we go. We got a comment here. Michelle Williams was way superior than Michelle Yeoh. Remember, this is her fifth nomination, but Yeoh is, has more hype. I mean, Agreed. The that's thing that's point, working too. for everywhere, everywhere, everything all at once is that people actually haven't watched it. I think if they watched it, they would not vote for it. But I don't think anyone's watched it. Yeah, even watching it yesterday, I was like shrugging the whole time. I was like, really? This is like, I, I remember thinking Michelle, you was really good when I watched it the first time, but I watched it again. I was like, really? This is the, this is the performance? I think it's, I don't it was know. the same it'd thing. With, it'd, be, it'd be a strange best actress one. It was the same thing with Birdman and uh, the same thing with the artist and a little bit Nomadland. I don't think that these people watch these movies. I think it's just all campaigning. All right. All right well, let's get to our it. awards. Almost Sideways Awards. Our Best Actress nominees are Ana de Armas for Blonde, Kate Blanchett for Tar, Danielle Deadweiler for Till, Mia Goth for Pearl. Hey. Hear that, Pearl? Rebecca Hall for Resurrection, <laughs> and Margot Robbie for Babylon. I hope Pearl wins. That's that a great group of nominees. Good job, us. This is one last comment from this. <laughs> Catherine's yeah. back. Yeah. yeah. I'm not in denial. Catherine... I, I, Catherine is well, agreeing with me and Adam. So, and Terry. Yeah, I said, I said Michelle, Michelle Yeoh winning. Yeah, but she I mean, says, she says you're it's Michelle Yeoh. And we're but but Zach is really good at the at the reverse jinx. So, I mean, that's what we're all. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> I mean, what are we doing this for? Is this is the whole purpose of this is reverse jinx. All right. Where do you think this is going? Where do you think our awards are going? Oh, gee, I have no idea. I mean, I, I, I thought... mean. I mean, I would think Blanchett, considering we all just said that, but I don't know. I, I think like, I like Deadwire, Dead, uh, Deadwire coming in, Weiler coming in with the uh, the surprise win here. I could see I, that. I like Dearmas De at fifth. You, you think like she's going to come in fifth? fifth? Yeah, I, I put some money <laughs> on that. I actually like this. I like her at fifth. <laughs> Well, we are really digging deep in the uh, the betting here. <laughs> All right. 
Oh, here we go. Our the the best actress Pino in the Almost Sideways Awards goes to Kate Blanchett for Tar. Good. And here are the voting results. So, Number yeah, two I, was Daniel was Deadweiler. Right. Number three, Rebecca Hall. <laughs> Number four, Mia Goth. Number five was Anna de Armas. And number no, six was Margot Robbie. <laughs> I'm still fascinated. Margot Robbie got nominated. That, that that's just really weird. But good job. Yes. This this seems like about the right about about the right ranking. Nah, Margot Robbie Mia, got the nomination because she p- appeared on three different lists in the original nominations. None of them were extremely high, but she did appear on three lists. Mm. Now, one caveat to this one: uh, not everyone has seen all the movies here. Zach didn't get to Resurrection yet. Ah, uh, um, damn you! No. So the way, so the way it worked was um, was I took the three of us that have seen it and averaged out those votes and made that his vote for this. Yeah. So. I love that Rebecca Hall got a nomination, but Anatola and Marinka Bartolome did not. Yeah, Cause how, I put Rebecca Hall on my, on my list. And, oh, and you I didn't screwed put, it up. It has, it has to appear it. on yeah. screw you, Todd. That's I did screw it up for you, but I mean, I, I think she was better. All right. Whatever. At least I, wa- I watched Resurrection this week. That movie is insane. Yeah. Top that is insane. It's a great movie. Her like reveal scene uh is it, is, it, is what got her on my list. It, it's it's one hundred percent like channeling Meryl Streep and Sophie's choice. Like that's what that scene is. Mm-hmm. Great. Great. She was my number one. Yeah. Let's go. So yeah. It was a good list. I, I think I think we got it right. Uh, Kate Blanchett got 22 of the 24 possible votes or po- points. Daniel Deadweiler was at 18. Rebecca Hall at 17. Mia Goth at 13. Anna de Armas at 10. And Margot Robbie at 7. 22 out of 24. That's like worthy of like a 92 Byron. You know, it's not quite Cheval Blanc level, but it's up there. It's really they rare. Even, they don't even <laughs> make it anymore. It's really rare. <laughs> she had she had two ones and two twos. That's what that's what Kate Blanchett had. I, I had her second. Uh, I had Daniel Deadweiler one. And uh, Adam had Rebecca Hall one. So there you go. There's our best actress. All right. Most most unpredictable word of the night. Best actor. And we're going to Adam first. Adam, Oscar Great. nominations for best actor are Austin Butler for... Elvis, Colin Farrell for the Banshees of Inishirin, Brendan Fraser for the Whale, Paul Mescal for After Sun, and Bill Nye for Living. Who should win? Brendan Fraser should win this. Should be Brendan Fraser. He's going to give a great speech. I can already see it. So, a, a, a cheerful speech that oh. is. Because you've because you have already seen it a couple of times when he's given the that same speech. Yep. 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 Uh, Colin Farrell, it, it, it's the the most just sensitive, heartbreaking performance of the year, and it, it's it's his best performance ever. It's he should be winning. Yeah, I have Colin Farrell too, um, but a very close second to Bill Nye after I saw Living. Very close second. He deserves to be in this conversation for sure. It's not just a career achievement nomination. He he is legitimately amazing in that in that movie. Zach, 
Yeah, originally I would go with uh, Bill Nye, but I think I'm going to go with Paul Mescal because I think that would just be awesome if he actually won. So I know part of it, I guess it's not maybe the performance as much as it is the actor, but wouldn't it be, it would be like Adrian Brody winning. I mean, that it would be an awesome moment in his kind of early career. And uh, I think he, I can, I told, I texted Terry, he's like Russell Crowe circa 1995. That, that would be a cool win. He's someone about to break out for sure. I, I've been texting uh, several of you saying that I think he looks a lot like Jason Siegel and should either play his little brother or his son in a movie. This if, is like, if you if you watch the dancing scene, tell me that's not Jason Siegel. Like this, I think that I think Jason Siegel was his body double, his stunt double in the dancing scene. This is like um, Edward Norton getting nominated for Best Actor in '98. I think 20 years from now, people will look back on it and that will be the performance that everyone was like, "Oh yeah, well that should have won that year." All right, Adam. The movie what was too What could have been nominated? Uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, Sean Harris or Felix? Yeah, Sean Harris, The Stranger, but way outside the realm of possibility. Right. Right. God. Yeah, I mean, my, my, I mean, the the one that I really wanted to nominated was my number two best actor of the year which is tim roth in sundown which is a movie that nobody saw and probably should have been on my uh vacations gone wrong list but he he would it, it was a performance i saw like way back in like last february i feel like and it was he he's he's amazing it i i hadn't seen him in a while and uh, i just was reminded how great of an actor he is so tim roth all right i've got two that i want to mention one's realistic and one's not the realistic one uh, the best part of the Fablemans was Gabriel LaBelle, and he should be in this lineup. Um, he was amazing, and uh, and so I think he should have been in there. The unrealistic one that's kind of just a, a favorite of mine from the year was uh, John Boyega in Breaking. I know Todd saw that and hated it, but I thought he was amazing in that movie, uh, and uh, and he he should uh, he should have gotten some recognition for his for his performance there. Zach, I went with Golden Globes award winning host. Gerard Carmichael for the almost sideways movie of the year on the count of three. Amazing performance. Great work. Great Original screenplay runner up. Yeah. Great, sarcastic, sardonic, dry tone. Awesome performance. All right. Now the real question. Adam, who will win best actor? Reverse psychology. All right. Reverse. Think like Zach. Think like Zach. Okay. Uh, no. Um, Oh God! Uh, uh, it's going to be Austin Butler. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a feeling it's going to be Austin Butler, even though, yeah, he's just too young for this this Oscar. But it's going to be him. He's too this is young. like a. This is a. I don't a, know. Is this a two man race or is this a three man race still? A two, two and a half man, man race. I don't know. I mean. I, I mean, who, who's the third you're seeing? Colin Farrell? Yeah. Just because he had the, the Golden Globe? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, is there is there a possibility of a Bill Nye kind of, yeah, like you said, career achievement, but not really kind of thing going on too? I don't know. I Paul Mescal, Paul Mescal as he says, it's not Mescal because it's, he's not a 
you know, alcoholic beverage. Paul Mescal, I don't think has any chance. Um, I, th- I, th- I think there is like a, a like if I if I got like thirty to one on on Bill Nye, I would say, but I, I, it really is a two person race, as far as we know. But there are shockers that happen. So Todd, who do you think's going to win? I I have Austin Butler, and I'd be okay with it. I think it's a great performance, but. I just don't think they nominated the right people in this in this category. That's all. Yeah, that I have a Austin... theme for this year. I have Other Austin than Colin Butler Farrell. Too. Colin Farrell obviously was the best, but okay, yeah. Austin Butler taking the BAFTA um, is huge, considering you had Colin Farrell there. I I, I think Brendan Fraser's role was a little more BAFTA friendly than Austin Butler even. But they love they they love Baz Luhrmann, like they gave That's they true. adore Baz Luhrmann at, at BAFTA. It's really it's really up in the air. I have a lot of money running on uh, on Austin Butler. Maybe I shouldn't be predicting him because I should be. Brendan doing Fraser won the point, SAG. Point of Zach on all these. I don't Remember? know. I I've got Austin Butler right now. It it just feels right. It it feels like uh like Eddie Redmayne beating Michael Keaton. But he's but he steamrolled through all the televised awards. Like when Brendan Fraser won yeah, Critics Choice and SAG. I mean, by the it, time it, we got to the Oscars, it was a done deal. There, there is no bigger toss up in any category than this. Maybe editing is the only other one that's a toss up. This is one is a true. Oh, like wow. I have no idea. <clears throat> Zach, where are you where are you leaning? I'm leaning toward Butler. I think you have a little bit of precedent. Um, I think you could look at 2018. Uh, it's a biopic. It's a biopic, guys. Remember that. It's a biopic. And uh, you could also look at 2008 a little bit. The last time an Aronofsky film got this uh, sort of recognition in this category. Same thing. It's a biopic. Well, and a and there is something role. to be said about, like, the comeback only goes so far. It doesn't necessarily lead to the win. And that, that's that's what we're that's what we're looking at with, with Frazier. And, and Mickey Rourke messed, messed, Mickey Rourke messed up because he agreed to do WrestleMania. He did a wrestling event before the Oscars happened. So that happened and the voting was still going on. The wrestling event that he punched Chris Jericho on, that's what messed his Oscar <laughs> win up. That's he also got arrested theory. by the Santa Monica police. That is true. And he loves Eric Roberts. So, that, yeah. Um, but anyway. We all love Eric Roberts. He's the man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be talking about Eric Roberts in a couple weeks. Yeah, there we go. Um, we will. So are we yeah. in agreement four ways? Wow. I think we're in what agreement that it's going to be Austin Butler. That, I have. A, yeah, that makes have, it. That does so not it, feel it right. Is, it is like Eddie Raymond then, because that, that's a good comparison too. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that was Keaton's first nomination. That's true. Almost sideways is asking us. Gee, I wonder <laughs> who posted this. Who do you have winning Best Actor? Well, that's a great question. Almost sideways, which is us. Uh, I, let's find out next. Uh, yeah, I was In, anyways, asking the viewers who are watching. Oh, who okay. They have well, yeah. I mean, I, I was gonna say, I think we just said that. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we I was winning. mostly asking Catherine who, who oh, she has. Oh, I see. I see. I thought you were talking about our own awards. No, like, no let's no, move no, on no, to our no. own awards. So, we've all got Austin Butler. Brendan Fraser is a very real possibility, though. I would let's hope, talk about our awards, so. though. Um, so this I have no best, idea where this is gonna go. Jeez. For best actor for the almost sideways awards, our nominees are Dario Argento for Vortex, Colin Farrell for the Banshees of Inishirin, Brendan Fraser for the Whale, 
Sean Harris for The Stranger. Felix Kammerer for All Quiet on the Western Front. I have it spelled right this time. Yeah, he's not Kammerer anymore. Yeah, and Paul Meskel. Thank you, Todd, for After Sun. All right, (laughs) Adam has already said he has no idea where this is going. Um, I can see. I see. I can see Colin Farrell. There. Thank. Thank you, Zach. Our Malkovich is better than Butler's Elvis. Hello. Stop doing that. (laughs) I don't know why. I don't know why that just gets him, but Adam is dying. Part of a league of morons. (laughs) Why is Olsen here? (laughs) My memoirs. My memoir. Who would want that? What is he saying when he's working out? (laughs) I'm back. I am back. (laughs) This is a crucifixion. This is a crucifixion. This is a crucifixion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Best actor. Best actor. Where do you think this is going? How do you think this is working out? Feral. I think Dario Argento is going to come out with this win. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be crazy. He's going to finish fourth. <laughs> I, I don't I think will say... because Zach doesn't like it. It's, he's going to put it sixth, and Adam's going to put it fifth or sixth because he apparently really didn't like the screenplay. I do not. I do not have Farrell sixth. Okay, so Farrell might have a better chance. Than I think. I, I think. I think Argento might be second or first or third. Mescal is not going to win if you're asking that. A, a camera is definitely sixth. I'm not sure. All right, you want to see how it went? This is in, cra- oh, God. in the closest vote we had in any category between one and two, between one and six. Oh wow! Um, I mean, our 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 rankings. There, I will say there was a three-way tie for first, and we had to go through some tiebreakers to find out who actually won. Wow, tiebreakers. We're not aware of what what they are. <laughs> I'll I, I can I can tell you what the tiebreakers were once I reveal it. So. Uh, the Pino for Best Actor for the Almost Sideways Awards 2022 goes to Colin Farrell for the Banshees okay. of Sheeran. Number so two is Brendan Fraser for The Whale. Number three, Felix Kammerer for wow. Fight on the Western Front. Number Whoa. four, Sean first, Harris for The Stranger. Number five, Dario Argento for Vortex. Number six, Paul Mescal for After Sun. Wow. Um, Farrell, Frazier, and Cameron all had 15 points. How the did, how did breaker, who put a camera first? So the main tiebreaker was first place votes. So uh, you had uh, Colin Farrell had two first place votes, so he won. And because Adam voted him last, right? Uh, <laughs> so so now here's the thing. Uh, so Colin Farrell he had two he had two firsts. A fifth and a sixth. I knew uh, it. <laughs> you <should re-vote>. you <laughs> assholes. He still won. He still won. Uh, now here's the thing: Brendan Fraser and Felix Kammerer had the exact same haul. They both had two seconds, a third, and a sixth. So the tiebreaker for them went to how they did in the original nominations. In the original nominations. Brendan Fraser was on three lists with 19 points. Felix Kammerer was on three lists with 17 points. So, uh, 
so Frazier gets over camera. I'm not sure why Frazier would be over camera if that was the case. Because Frazier performed better on the original ballot. That's why. He had a he had a first or second or whatever. He had he had he had 19 points on the original ballot, where Cameron only had 17 points on the original ballot. Oh, I thought you so, said Farrell had 19. Okay, that means no, well, Frazier did. You guys Farrell, ranked so, Felix Cameron really high. That Farrell, I mean, I love that movie more than you guys, and that that that's fascinating to me. So Farrell, Frazier, and Cameron all had 15 points. Sean Harris had 14 points. Dario Argento had 13 points, and Paul Mescal had 12 points. Wow. So there were three points separating first and sixth. I, I really thought Argento could, if if you guys had uh, had voted him a little higher, because I know Zach probably had him what at least first. second. Yeah, he had he first. first. Uh, I had him. Argento third. had a first, a third, a fifth, and a sixth. Who put him sixth? That's I disrespectful. Did. <laughs> you, you really think he was the really best part of the whole movie. Was better he than was, Argento. No, he was the, this. All right, we had an awesome lineup. That's really what happened here. This lineup was amazing. And that's that's just where it, I I don't know. That's where I ended up. I yeah. yeah I had put on a last minute switch between fourth and fifth. I had Argento at fourth, but then the last minute I switched it to Mescal. That's right, it went. Plus, would you really want to watch a movie directed by any of these other actors? I mean, come on. I don't want to watch a Felix Kammerer directed movie. Actually, I probably would. Brendan Fraser, I'd, I'm not interested. <laughs> I was going to say Sean Harris. German. Sean Harris had a first, two fourths, and a fifth. Paul Mescal had a third, two fourths, and a fifth. We know who voted Sean Harris first. I defend my vote with the fact that he wasn't a lead actor. It was a great performance. It was just category fraud. Well, maybe next year we, uh, when we get, or the next time we do this, we knock down which movies and which performances could lead each way. And we discuss them, and we figure that out, and then yes. we nominate. We can call it at the, least for the performance. Rory Kinnear Award. The Rory Kinnear Award. This, one, this one was a fascinating one, though. I like I liked how this one turned out. This was. I, this I didn't was think cool. it was going to be that close. That yeah, well, that was crazy. See, Danchi's pulled out two wins tonight. There you go. All right. All right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this up. We got two categories left. Only one category for the Almost Sideways Awards. But let's go to director, and I think is it. Who's Todd. first on director? Is it Todd? Todd first on director. Uh, the nominees are Banshees of Inishirin, uh, Martin McDonough, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Daniels, The Fablemans with Steven Spielberg, Tar with Todd Field, and Triangle of Sadness with Ruben Ostlin. Todd, who should win? Uh, the director of the best movie of the year, that is Martin McDonough, should be winning best director. I echo that. I got Martin McDonough down as well. Zach? I give it to the best director of an American movie this year, which is Todd Field. I give it to Todd Field, too. Also right. the director of the third best movie of all time. Whoa. Todd, who, in the bedroom, we all know that. Oh, yeah. Duh. That's Todd, who could have been nominated? <laughs> uh, I mean... If we're, I mean, if we're talking again within the realm of possibility, the uh, the answer is Edward Berger, which I think Oscar voters are scratching their heads now. Like, why did we not give him a Best Director nomination when we, when obviously BAFTA was head over heels for the movie and it got nominated basically everywhere <laughs> it needed to? 
it's crazy that my prediction back from September did not come true and then he's not winning best director because I think he would be winning if he was nominated. I've got uh, that's a really good point. I've got a realistic one and an unrealistic one. My realistic one is James Cameron for Avatar The Way of Water um, just because he's a master filmmaker and he did some amazing stuff with that. My unrealistic one is Matt Reeves for The Batman just because that movie rocks. Zach. Yeah, Ruben Oslin over uh, Joseph Kaczynski or Edward Berger is just an in, in insult. It's uh, <laughs> insulting. So yeah. either one of those. The, the directing was one of the weakest parts of Triangle of Sadness. <clears throat> there were a lot of weak parts, and that was definitely one of the best. The choice ones. to have 45 minutes of Woody Harrelson on, on, you know, over the loudspeaker. Terrible directing choice. Thank you, Oscars. Uh, well, Rupert, uh, Joseph Kaczynski or Edward Berger, obviously, but I would throw Damien Chazelle in there, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for Babylon. So I think that could be another one that could have snuck in there. I, but yeah. Todd, who will win? Um, I, like I said earlier, the Daniels are Damien Chazelle for La La Land. Uh, it is exactly the kind of, like, fast cutting showy thing that the Oscars love for their directing wins and uh the, they're gonna win even it'll be what is it this the what the second or third time that multiple directors win for the same movie second third 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 time it's a good question Simone's asking do you think Spielberg has any possibilities left maybe the older voters at the Oscars can vote for him I was actually just about to say that Everyone wanted to make Spielberg a thing this year. And I don't know. I think the movie just isn't as beloved as everyone thought it was going to be. And if anyone has a chance at challenging the Daniels at this point, I think it's an it's a Spielberg upset. But I I agree that I think it's the Daniels right now. I think they're the ones that are gonna that are gonna pull this out. Zach, do you agree? I think Simone is a great point. I actually think that uh... I'm not just reverse jinxing, okay? I mean, I am reverse jinxing, but I do. I'm, I'm saying all these picks with complete honesty. Uh, I do think the Daniels will win, but I think this one is closer than the other Everything Everywhere picks that I've made. I really think, because they're not going to get Fableman's Best Picture, but in the same logic that Todd was using for why Blanchette is going to get her third, then you would use the same approach to giving Spielberg his third. So I actually think it's a lot closer than people think i would still give it to the daniels barely but it would not shock me at all if Spielberg won. this would be the third time multiple directors were winning west side story no country oh, for, yeah. for men and now the daniels how, how funny would it be if if uh steven spielberg loses to something where the first time it happened was the first time his movie from last year was made the insanely ironic that'd be that'd be nice and poetic i think adam are you in agreement it's the daniels yeah i think it's the daniels right now it's pretty i, I kind of like where zach was going where it's going to be pretty close with spielberg but i think it, it's going to be the daniels all right well let's talk about our awards the almost sideways awards the nominations for best director are edward Berger for all quiet on the western front as it should be Damien Chazelle for Babylon, Joseph Kaczynski for Top Gun Maverick, Martin McDonough for The Banshees of Inishirin, 
Gaspar Noe for Vortex and SS Raja Muli for RRR. <laughs> I love that he got in. This is definitively better than the Oscars. Like no one, no one could look at our list and say that the Oscars got it better than we did. I agree. I agree. They could say that I that Adam messed it up, but I, I can. That's, yeah, that's true. Because who who would have gotten off if uh, if SS Roger probably, Mouly, probably. probably SS Roger Mouly would have yeah. would have missed if if he had remembered that Todd Field existed. Where I do you think that? Where do you guys think this is going? See, I th- I really thought that Adam was being like meta. You know how Lydia Tarr talks about you know like the artist is the is the most important person in the world, and but like the movie shows that she's full of shit. So I thought that's what Adam was trying to do, like go above, like you know, like pull a mind trick on us. But I, it, it wasn't that, right, Adam? No, I, I I was at a bar with Todd, and I really I looked at my list, and I was like, I freaking forgot Todd Field, something like that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's exactly what happened. All right, where's it going? I, I, what do you I guys think? James Cameron instead of uh, freaking uh, uh, Todd Field. That's what happened. And then Zach left off women talking in his adaptive screenplay lineup. I think it's going to Chazelle, by the way. I, I think we're going with Edward Berger. All right, well, let's find out. The uh, the Pino for Best Director at the 2022 Almost Sideways Awards goes to Edward Berger. For All Quiet on wow. the Western Front. And here is how the voting went. Number two was Damien Chazelle for Babylon. Three was Joseph Kaczynski for Top Gun Maverick. Four, Gaspar Noe for Vortex. Number five, Martin McDonough for the Banshees of Inishirin. And number six, S.S. Rajamuli for RRR. This is crazy. We had one overlap with the Oscars. And that I was gonna, I was I was thinking like McDonough had a chance because Terry said he was number one too, but like <laughs> I was realizing like no, he could have had all of them above him. <laughs> Because, because we didn't overlap. have any overlap. Yeah, I had the only overlap was the best movie, and we still put him fifth. <laughs> I love the Banshees of Inisherin. I love what Martin McDonough did. Uh, he was sixth on my list. Wow! Wow! <laughs> that is he was just sixth. pain. I, I'm thinking you probably ranked him lower in original screenplay now too. <laughs> no, I uh, let me check. I got it. I'd have to check original screenplay. I know we, we had them second. I know, but we whatever. I put I put Banshees first in original screenplay. Um, yeah. This is a really really cool lineup, though. Joseph Kaczynski third is is uh, inspired by us. Yeah. Gaspar like- Noe coming in as, as as a strong fourth, considering that half of us hadn't seen it before it was nominated. I think is is pretty pretty good too but when you watch it you're like yeah but i mean that is one of the best directed movies yeah it, it is to, yeah it is i i you might say it is the most directed movie like it like <laughs> Other the directing the choices well yeah but no but i <laughs> know the directing just a simple like concept of it you have to praise in in vortex and it that that's the that's the best part of it i, I will say I watched four movies this week that were all nominated for these things. Um, well, I already said them. On the count of three, After Sun, Vortex, and Living. Um, I gave three and a half stars to three of them and four stars to one of them. So, I mean, they were all amazing Which movies. did you give four stars to? Living. Living. Oh. Oh, did it make you top ten? Uh, yeah, yeah, we talked to be he, said, he said top five. It's, it's like Probably top five, yeah. Uh, if uh, yeah, so uh, probably the way I'd rank them is is living one on the count of three, two vortex three after sun four. But they're all amazing, like they're all great. But only one of them you watched twice. 
Only one. Yeah, I had to watch After Sun twice to really understand what the hell was going on. <laughs> <laughs> that's not. Um, that's not uh, terrible. That's yeah. I got to the end of it. And I'm like, I missed something. What did I miss? And uh, yeah. And then uh, then last week I watched three of or three others that I hadn't seen before. Which ones? That Paris Thirteenth District, Resurrection, Pearl, Pearl. and Resurrection. Resurrection was the best of those. Um, but probably of the seven I watched, I probably put the four I watched this week, one, two, three, four, Resurrection five, Paris sixth, and Pearl seventh, I think is how I did it. You're hurting our one listener. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, Pearl. I'm sorry. Now she's going to get leave the comment and leave the four out for me. Um, I kill you. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will kill you, Terry. Yeah, exactly. I'll kill for Zach. I don't know. Who would I you felt... murder? Save, kiss, or um, kiss and marry? Or that that I've... game. <laughs> I felt Pearl like the what made. I I felt like what made Pearl great was how. How it was so, opposite everything from X. Like and 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 if you have to compare it to another movie to prove its greatness, I don't know if it's necessarily great. That that's kind of where I was at with Pearl. Anyways, our best director lineup. I love it. Edward Berger takes the top honor. It's a second award for them. I think yeah, so. Second for, for them. Second uh, two for Banshees now. Heck yeah. All right. We we may give a final tally on uh, on next week's show because I haven't added all those up yet. Sounds like Adam is. Yeah, from our well, we on our other uh, on our other awards and all that stuff too. Last one, let's let's do this quick. Best picture. Uh, the ten nominees at the Oscars are All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar: The Way of Water, The Banshees of Inisherin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. Uh, just for the record, I think we may need to do something different for our uh, for our best picture award and uh maybe we do that later on in the year i don't know we may talk about that later i may change some things up uh what should win my number one of the year was top gun maverick i think that should win zach tar same answer yep adam (laughs) uh tar tar didn't you have babylon higher i had babylon and oh yeah wait that was babylon's not nominated that's right (laughs) but i had top one higher uh yeah, Banshees was my number one of the year and my number one of the last few years, as I said earlier. All right. What uh what could have been nominated? My number two of the year was Till. I think that needed to be here. <coughs> Zach. I like Vortex. <laughs> two thumbs up. Great family fun. <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad for that kid. Yeah. The 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 kid that yeah. He didn't need to be there. Adam? Uh, top, what, what was this? Oh, what should have been there? Uh, Babylon. Yeah, Babylon. Yeah. Todd, what should have been there? Uh, are within the realm of possibility? Or just overall? Overall. I mean, well, Paris 13th District. Right. I mean, within the realm of possibility, uh, the Woman King, for sure. Yeah, good call on that one. All right, what will win? I've got everything everywhere all at once. 
However, Todd does make a compelling argument, which we'll hear about in a second. Zach? Everything, everywhere, all at once. It's a sweep. I like, the, I like the odds for Best Supporting Actress being a tie, just so they could say it won all 11 Oscars. No BS, it's a tie. Plus 800 on that. You can get a good, good, good market price right now. Adam? Yeah, E-E-A-A-O. Yep, that's winning. E-E-A-A-O. Well, at the same time, Zach did have a winning the category it wasn't nominated for, so... He's going to win 12 Oscars. I like that. A tie and a sixth place vote. Uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, I I, I think everything ever all at once is winning, but uh, the Moonlight to um, everything everywhere's La La Land is all quiet on the Western Front. And uh, mm. if there is something that is winning that isn't uh, everything everywhere, it's all quiet. Isn't there like a three per, a three movie race right now? What's the third movie? Top Gun. It's another one that is like in the conversation but of being missed- there. It missed too many award. It missed too yeah, many I nomination yeah. points. Well, I mean, well, I mean think when it got the screenplay when nomination, the nominations it, came out, maybe. If it, yeah, I don't know. If it if it had one PGA, then we'd be really questioning things. But I think that the fact that it lost there, I think that kind of eliminated it. It would be crazy if that one though. Oh, it'd be beautiful. I mean, picture. Uh, sound and editing, and Tom Cruise would be on stage accepting it, right? That same speech that he gives every time where he talks about taps. Yeah, he's he's on he's on the list for uh, for the but who, for the producers? Uh, who, Tom Cruise, Chris McCoy. Who has more money, Tom Cruise or Jerry Bruckheimer? Who who's taking that trophy? <laughs> Tom Cruise could probably got the money. That's a good point. He'd probably do a Mission Impossible, get that trophy out of Brockheimer's house. That's probably what he'd do. So what are we? What are we going to do? Well, McCory's already got an Oscar, so he wouldn't be taking That's it. That's true. Yeah. Can we, yeah, can he, we all? He, like, he might not even show up. Can we make a pledge if Top Gun Maverick does win? Can we do something like, you know, I don't know. If Top Gun it? Maverick wins, we're all taking a shot of the strongest thing we have in the house on no, live on bottle. the reaction show. Oh yeah, I might be at Todd's house that day, so he might have some yeah. strong stuff. Yeah, you totally are gonna come over. Um, <laughs> we, I like it. I gotta get something stronger though. Todd and I might do some YouTube shorts <laughs> reacting to the winners at the Oscars. That's that's gonna be fun. That'll be fun. Drunk. Okay, that'll be yeah, interesting. We, we could do it. We could do Adam, it. Adam, Adam, you need you need to make a supercut of this that so we can play on the on the live uh, reaction show after the Oscars. So that we can we can relive this moment just in so, case. I see, just in the, case. Here's the real it, thing. It, is that can... going to be drinking Agua Fria on the Oscar well, post-game what, show? What I was going to say was you guys got to pregame it with the selection show. That's where we get oh. that's where we get started. That's where the party starts. <laughs> like to a live stream, like and, uh, uh, watching it. it but is... that's like in the morning, or I got maybe that's like What's two that? o'clock. It's like it? two or three yeah, o'clock. Three or time. Three thirty yeah. maybe. It's uh, it's spring break next week, uh, so all rules are off. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Well, that's that's if Top Gun wins, it will be a compelling case. All right. Will you be uh, shamaletting it and wearing like half of a shirt like you did the one year? (laughs) I will be. I'll be naked, uh, full Monty (laughs) style. uh, You know, best movie of Chris Farley style, really. If Tar wins, if if, well, if Tar wins, sure. But I was also going to say Top Gun. I'll just anything except for everything, everywhere, and Elvis. I will. I'll. I'll be. uh, You know, buck naked, like George Costanza says. Nice. I don't think anyone wants to see see that. But I'm going to Todd's house so I don't fall asleep again like last year. 
Oh, there we go. There yeah, we go. So I can throw yeah. something at him if we start without exactly. him. Exactly. Yeah. Todd will punch you in the arm until you wake up. Yeah. Can we well, can we end end today with just one one big like prediction that's going to happen at the ceremony? It could be like an award or just a thing. Do you guys have any one fearless prediction? Yeah, fearless prediction. I feel like we do this every year. No like, guts, no glory. Mm -hmm. We should at least tell people that are that what our best picture nominees are one more time since we do it did every other category. Oh yeah, we we should. And I don't have the slide up here for it, but I can tell what I can. It tell was not everything everywhere all at once, people. It was yeah, not shocker. No. If you and again, right, again, I think we need to, I think we need to redo this so we have a full ten. But uh, we'll talk about that later. But our our um, our five to one in our best picture was number five Babylon, number four the Banshees of Inishir, and number three All Quiet on the Western Front, number two Tar, and number one was Top Gun Maverick. Okay, can I say my fearless right. prediction? What's your fearless prediction? When Austin Butler wins, it's going to be some strange shit. Okay. I think we got some weird people that are going to be thanked. I think he's going to thank like his doctor or maybe his lawyer or something, or maybe some like person from his past life, like pull a Shirley MacLaine or something. Like, I think we're getting a weird acceptance speech coming out of him because it's such a mistake giving him the Oscar that you know that those producers are going to be like, we messed well, this up. Like, like when you, think the denzel washington nobody had any idea what he's talking about yeah he realized that he was gonna play with him at one point and he like like said he should be in i don't know he's gonna <laughs> think like like his uh like the like the maid at his his hotel in australia where they shot it or something that's what he's, he's gonna, gonna do he's gonna thank lydia tar for being a, a great musical influence on his life yeah He's going to thank COVID for infecting Tom Hanks while they were shooting it. I mean, exactly. I mean, that, that's what I mean. Like he he said that <laughs> that uh, they shut down for like six months, but he stayed in Australia and and paid for his own hotel because Wait, he so didn't that, want this to. This is the ruin movie that his... he got. Tom Hanks got sick on. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's also that's why he was in evil. Australia. I thought it was that Apple TV movie, that Finch movie, or what? I don't. Wow. Okay. Cool. Interesting. I mean, it had it had to be. I don't think anything else was shot in Australia. I think I'd rather get COVID again than watch it. Oh gosh. Well, my prediction, I already said, I think Polly Shore is going to be there. That's a great prediction. Nice. Munching on some grindage. Um, Son-in-law. All right. Um, fearless prediction. Uh, fearless prediction. Um, yeah. Spielberg's winning best director. I like it. My fearless prediction wow. is uh, Denzel is presenting best actress. Mm. Yeah, see, Zach and I had a conversation about this months ago. Like, who was going to present this actress? So that's not since bad. you can't have since you uh, can't uh, have Will Smith, you're going to have the guy who calmed down Will Smith. And they don't want Joaquin back. Oh, because... That that's a good point. I hadn't thought calm. about it like that. That's interesting. Oh, have have a uh, well. Here we oh, go. No, I got it. What if it's Chris Rock? Oh no! After his Netflix thing, I don't think that's <laughs> happening now. Uh, I th here we go. I got a better. But he's one. always yeah. welcome at the Oscars. That's I don't true. Brendan Fraser, Adam Sandler, and Steve Buscemi are going to uh, present an award together. Maybe um, Polly Shore. They, they present Best Actor, like <laughs> for, the, for Airheads. Yeah, <laughs> Airheads. There we go. The best rock band of all time. Uh, Maybe it's Phil Donahue and Raquel Welch, like that. Maybe Pearl. Yeah. Me Goth, Goth has to, to do something. There. Yep. Yeah. So, so who is Troy Kotzer going to present his, the award to? Like, I mean, I. 
don't know. I I can't picture any of them actually being the ones that he he signs. It's gonna be weird. It who's gonna be, be his? Who, who's gonna it be his be mouthpiece? Like, is there gonna be someone up there like talking Spike for Lee. him? <laughs> Spike. <laughs> well, it could be like Spike Lee. Is that what you said? <laughs> That's a great bold prediction. That Spike Lee is going to be the translator for for. Uh, See, but it's Jim, it's just Jimmy beautiful. Kimmel's Oscars. So what is he, what is he gonna figure out? Like he he's gonna. I was I would who's, say who's Jimmy Kimmel's fam- most famous guest? Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon's <laughs> presenting Best Actress. What about Arizona? <laughs> that has to be it. That's it. That's it. Yes, I like this Arizona. one, Cassie. Oh, that's a good, <laughs> oh and Lashana Lynch is with her with a spear. There we go. Oh, there we go. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I think now Troy Kotzer's mouthpiece at the at the Oscars is a uh, Yunyujun. Since oh. she's the one that gave him his Oscar. There we go. We should be recording this. I mean, we are. <laughs> Maybe they try to like uh, when Michelle Obama read the best picture, but then they give they try to have Biden do it and he messes it up like Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway. That'd be a, <laughs> like a mixture of two great Oscar moments. He'd be like best winner, best picture goes to uh Jurassic Park. Uh, uh, that's not this year there, bud. Come on. <laughs> Oh up. my word! This is going downhill quick. This is going downhill. Quote All of right. the day, Terry. Quote of the day oh, time. Man, Are we doing a quote of the this. day? I don't know. Quote. My my I quote am... is from Zach from three hours ago. I hate music. I, I hate do music. hate music. Well, I hate songs. Really. <laughs> I hate songs. I hate songs. <laughs> I like music as long as it's not metal, you know, electro synth music in a movie set in 1917. I hate songs. I, I'm quoting Pearl. I would kill you. I, I would kill for Zach. That's what I, I would kill for Zach. Yep. I would kill for Zach. Which I, I honestly think Pearl might be Zach's wife. I'm not. I'm just throwing that. Out. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to quote um, uh, sideways when they said, "What's your favorite movie?" <laughs> uh, Thank you, Pearl. It's nice to have a fan club out there. And I think this is another one. one that we need to quote too. Is from Cassie. That costume had to be glued on, Adam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my quote was from uh, uh, is from Paul Dano. He says, "When you repeat yourself so many times, even when you're speaking the truth, the repetition starts to feel false. Sometimes you just feel like the words you're speaking, even if they once had meaning, have lost it, and that makes you feel kind of silly." And that describes this podcast. Nice. I have one more quote. Hello. <laughs> I don't yes, know why that gets out my of name time. is Osborne Cox. <laughs> yes, yes, this I'm is back. Osborne Cox. Can that be our prediction? If why uh, is Olson here? If Brandon Fraser wins, can we predict him to say, "I'm back, I'm back." <laughs> That's our bold prediction. Uh, okay, this went almost as long as our top 100 episode. Um, it's only yeah, half it's the kind of ridiculous at this point. Yeah. Thank you for Pearl for watching and yeah, yeah, for thank S- you, Simone Moncada for for the Catherine the and and, uh, and, uh, and Terry and Cat and Cassie and uh, all of you that watched and uh, and added to this. 
and uh, this was a lot of fun. Our YouTube Again, shorts get more views. We'll be we'll be back right after the Oscars next Sunday with our live reactions to everything that happened. Watch for it right here. Uh, you'll hear it on the podcast. You'll see it on YouTube live. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back at you next time. Until then, have fun watching movies, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Despite your crass behavior, I'm glad we were able to do this together.